Hello, beautiful people. It is Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. And today's show is packed to the gills. Let's start now. Let's ride. That's right. Let's ride into another day of sports talk, especially because all NFL teams are in training camps. All teams have checked into a facility that says, you know what? You don't leave here unless you get cut or we go and win a Super Bowl. Hell yeah. yeah. we got about five, six more months straight ahead of us that we can't wait to talk about and chit-chat about and watch on as the biggest fans on earth or the biggest league on earth. There's already some storylines coming out of training camp, and we will have to talk about those. There's some contract conversations happening. Obviously, yesterday, after we won off-air, one of the biggest free agents remaining on the market signed with, guess who? 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 Oh, it was the Tampa Buccaneers. Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. that's right. Julio Jones signed with Tampa Buccaneers. Come on. That's right. Last week, Rudolph signed with the Tampa Buccaneers. Oh, I forgot about that. Tom Brady signed with the Tampa Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to be signing with the Buccaneers, and they have somehow managed to stay under the salary cap while adding a $6 million deal with incentives up to $8 million for Julio Jones to become the fourth option. I guess. Mm-hmm. Fourth, maybe third, third op- fourth point. option mm-hmm. for the Tampa Buccaneers <laughs> and Tom Brady. Now, injuries will happen so mm-hmm. whenever you're number three you're going to bounce out to number two probably even number one at some point because the way an nfl season is but the teams that continue to win continue to load up in positions on the roster in which if you lose them your team can get changed drastically for instance back in the day it was run 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 throw. So who'd you need? You need fucking running backs, and you need a big body offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. Then on defense side, what do you need? You need big fucking D linemen, and then you need a lot of big linebackers. And they would pack those position groups so that if somebody got hurt, they wouldn't fall directly off a cliff talent-wise. Now with the modern NFL, if we've seen any of the teams that had success have a common trait, that is they are loaded in skill positions because at some point during the season, some guy that you would have never hoped to get injured will get injured. They'll is valuable time in games that you fucking need to win to go get a Super Bowl and these teams that have had success have been able to just go up oh, hey, don't worry about it we got another fucking other team's number one wide receiver that we can just slide in as number four mm-hmm. that seems to be the common trend not everybody seems to be doing it but the teams that are winning are doing as such the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get richer even though they lost Rob Gronkowski which everybody around him saying maybe not He is saying no, and I respect his decision because retiring is a big decision, let alone doing it twice. But everybody around him seems to think he'll come back week 10, week 11. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on a run. Get Gronkowski back there. But that team somehow finding a way to continue to load its roster, give Tom every single option to maybe go out a winner here. One last Super Bowl. I think he's been in the Super Bowl every other year for like the last 14 years. Yeah, he's won the Super Bowl every other year since 2014. He's been in the Super Bowl, I think, like seven of those years. So a lot of these trends, right? J-Lo got married, which I guess J-Lo, every time she's gotten a ring, Tom has won. I guess there's all these trends that say Tom's going to be back in the Super Bowl, and the Buccaneers say, fuck, we're not going to be the reason that it doesn't happen. They're going all in. So maybe he rides off in that $375 million sunset of being a commentator and an ambassador for the game for Fox. The NFL season is in full swing. Hell yeah. The talks tables here at Teichmann at Boston Connor. One half of the hammer. Don Cowboys. Tone Diggs is here. Uh, boys, 
It's just nice to have this football energy. Yeah. New stories coming out, new retirements coming out, mm-hmm. injuries coming out, storylines coming out, starters, non-starters, who's getting fucked, who hates the team, who's going to get traded, what list are they on? That It's nice to wake up with some shit to talk about at Teichman. Yeah, absolutely, until you realize that some of the things that we're going to be talking about is, you know, like maybe your uh, franchise left tackle who whose knee isn't looking that great. No, no, he put a caption out on Instagram. David Bakhtiari is putting a caption on Instagram. He'll be back soon. Soon. Yeah, he soon. did say that, but he sure. also said he was was good last year you know yeah. during as we were getting ready to go into the playoffs and yeah. anytime yeah. you got a guy that big and because we always talk about how acl injuries aren't what they used to be he's a big son of a bitch and if it isn't healing right or he doesn't trust it fully like that it's it's kind of worrisome it is does he have a hairline fracture in there as well or stress fracture oh. in there as well bone bruise possible he had because he had surgery again this off season yep. which makes sense why he would start on the pup list but i think there, there's got to be something else going on there last year it was there was like uh he he continually needed to get it drained so like the the swelling That's wasn't like going a tweak down. Of something. Right. There had to be some sort of bruise in there. I wonder what it was. If this was just an ACL, I would like everybody to know what who the ACL surgeon was. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I think his fellow peers in the NFLPA would like to know, and other sports would like to know how come his has been, you know, so long. Right. And he is such an important position mm-hmm. for the Green Bay Packers, such an important player, not only for the morale and the group, like a hilarious, electrifying mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. but also his talent is huge, but that is what training camp's all about. Who will be back? Who will not be back? It appears if all signs are pointing to good news up in New England, mm-hmm. but the AFC East is going to be fucking a problem. Oh, yeah. I seen down in Miami, <laughs> Dolphins coach this morning, Mike McDaniel, some uh, local reporter was taking a picture saying, hey, McDaniel's doing a lot of speaking to uh, Waddle, because everybody's talking about Tyreek Hill and it needed to be said, Waddle's a game changer as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Buffalo Bills are fucking hot and Jets have a dog at quarterbacks right. Right? Mm-hmm. and I saw Robert Sala walking in training camp he looks yoked up ready mm-hmm. to go are you nervous at all in New England and is the AFC East up for grabs you think or is Buffalo Bills Miami Dolphins well front runners way ahead definitely the Buffalo Bills I think they're the clear favorite I mean not only in the division but obviously in the league right now but no I'm not worried about it whatsoever Mike McDaniel unbelievable I think you know the Dolphins, I love him by the way yeah he, he's he said, oh, I blacked oh, yeah. out just then in the press conference <laughs> yeah he's hilarious which is amazing and he's acting like a human but this uh-huh. is just like MCDC right uh-huh. you know when you win if it doesn't, what's going to happen? I think he'll be able to handle it because he is an incredibly intelligent human being. Yeah. If you pick through the way he delivers his uh-huh. words and listen to the words, that motherfucker's got a big brain on him. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of success, a good resume. Maybe the Dolphins get on a run this year. Maybe it's in the future. But I think the AFC East is very, very different than it has yeah. been oh, yeah. for like 20 years. So congrats to all teams over there getting excited about it, even though the Buffalo Bills are the favorite. The AFC North. Uh-huh. Here we go. Oh, now yeah. we're cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Pittsburgh, obviously, Stellars are the lifeline oh. of the They are the heartbeat of an area, Mm -hmm. of a region. I am an NFL fan, always have been an NFL fan, uh, strictly because where I grew up, literally the mood of everybody was dependent upon what happened on Mm -hmm. Sunday. Right, yeah. So with that being said, you have interesting relationships with people. Chris <laughs> yeah. Fumatumafal came in with some big-time first downs, <laughs> kind of secured a game, and fucking all of a sudden the entire city's happy, old Tim McAfee's happy, Sally McAfee's happy. It's like, okay, I like fucking Fumatumafal. Yeah, yeah. This guy <laughs> is bringing happiness to everybody. Cordell Stewart, Slash had some up days, mm-hmm. some down days. Mm-hmm. People wanted to kill him. The entire yeah. town hated him. Then there were some great times there alongside him, let alone Bussy and Hines and the whole mm. crew. Antoine Randall now oh, coaching yeah. up in the NFC North. It's like Pittsburgh is one of those mm-hmm. cities that live by the football team. There's polkas, there's rap songs, sure. there's rock songs, mm-hmm. there's everything. And the line to get into St. Vincent up there to watch training camp yeah. is already like two miles long of yeah. cars parked ready for it. It That 
football feeling is something I think is in our blood because oh, yeah. we grew up in it. Yeah. But I, I don't think we're the only ones. It feels like Cincinnati is a little oh, yeah. bit more Blue energized ball. than mm-hmm. they've ever been. Baltimore is more energized than yeah. they've ever been. Cleveland has no idea who's going to be their fucking quarterback, but all signs are pointing to the Dogtown being fucking pumped. The AFC North, it's hot in the kitchen all of a sudden, Diggs, and you guys don't have a fucking quarterback. Oh, no. those, all those cities are blue-collar cities, so you go to work, you do your job, and then, yeah, your happiness is based on how the football team is. Um, and, yeah, we do not – necessarily have a starting quarterback uh even though i believe it will be mitch but you know the unknown could be could be hey, by the way kenny was third i don't know if you saw that yeah, uh-huh. yeah, i saw a couple of drills i saw uh mitchell trubisky sure okay mason rudolph he's looked good so far yes well, hey, 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 with the guy. what's that no moxie can't have a beer with that guy. Wow, that's what Tony's told you to Cut say. him <laughs> that's no, what that's, nick is also i don't know it. and this is he's got looks good source. huh well, I didn't tell Zeke to say that. Zeke's got sources in that building. Really? Oh, yeah. And then Kenny Pickett, and then... Uh, Drafted from South Dakota State, I believe. Uh, that's on me. I should Anyways, they were lined up four wide. Mm-hmm. Trubisky looked very comfortable and confident. They had the little condoms on their head. We'll talk about that in a little bit, because Tomlin said it is my job did. Uh-huh. to protect you. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. <laughs> He's on Instagram now, by the way. Everybody should follow him. If he puts any captions out there anywhere near how he actually speaks, it'll be electrifying and must follow. I think he's only doing that to track his players, yep. uh, just like he said he did for Twitter as well. Of I'm only on here to make sure there's no fuckery with the boys. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think he did that with Instagram. I believe he, he followed uh, 96 people. They were all players, and one of them was a Tomlin, so I assume he's, he's checking in there too. Um, but, I just want to let you know, I am, I've made an account now to stalk yeah, I see you. I, I, I used to just kind of watch without you even knowing. Uh-huh. I was just kind of a spectator, maybe a fake name. I want to let you know, when you open up your IG story and you scroll up and you see who's in there, you're fucking dad. Yeah, I'm right there. <laughs> okay, so remember that. Every single post, I wish you would have got on TikTok. I bet you a lot of Pittsburgh people oh. wish that as well oh, before Juju yeah. did That's his right. whole thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but I like Coach Tom and I love what he's doing. All eyes are on that quarterback situation. Yeah, and... You could be scared by the unknown, or you could be excited by the unknown. I'm Tomlin just, quote right there. Yeah. And I'm very mm-hmm. excited to see, like for a long time, 18 years or whatever, I you knew who the quarterback was, you knew how he was going to play. It's very exciting. The defense is going to be a good, high-speed defense in the NFL. They've led the league in the sacks the last three seasons. Obviously, the O-line's gotten better, thank God. Um, you know, we'll see what the OC and the quarterbacks. The standards, the standard. You get a standard one at McDonald's in Pittsburgh and a one at McDonald's in the other side of the uh, earth. Mm-hmm. It's always going to have the same quality. Mike Tomlin said that's what the Steelers are, and that's what the quarterback position is going to have to do. Even though it's the first time in 18 years, we don't know who the fuck's going to be quarterback. And that's I, right. I will. I said it to the boys the other day. You know what? Nothing against Seven. Love you, Seven. Um, it will. Be, He's going to be playing for the Browns anyway. Yeah, so that's true. That'll be crazy. It will be. It will be nice to know. You know, have a quarterback that could. Move slightly. Ben Whoa. Roethlisberger was what? known for moving for, for, the yeah. locker, yeah. dance all over the field, navigating the play. Remember that time. drill from training camp yes. yeah. where the Badger is hitting him. He's supposed to avoid a throw the ball. That's Ben Roethlisberger. For a long yeah. time it was, and then you know, oh, last you want two or three years. Oh, Pittsburgh Steelers want a quarterback that dances around content, wow. runs away no, from no, adversity. No, no. Interesting. Wow. No, oh, well. Pittsburgh lost his ass. Uh-oh. That's all I said. 
No, it will be. Uh, I'm excited to watch Mitchell Trubisky, what appears to be in a very healthy situation as opposed to what it was at the maybe sure. end of his Chicago Bear run. After the double doink, it really got ugly yeah, up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And inside sources have told us things that we will not repeat loud into the microphone, but inside sources have told us Mitchell Trubisky and Nagy's relationship was not great. Terrible. Mm-hmm. I guess much worse than I had heard, but I also keep my blinders on. Don't give a fuck about the Bears as much because sure. the team hasn't really been good in a long Nagy's time. Right. Back. Well, that's what, Zito, that's what Zito says. <laughs> yeah. That's not my inside source, by the way. Uh, Uh, But it it did appear as if those two had grown very much apart. I guess there was moments where they couldn't, like, maybe one party was wanting to speak to the other party, and it was just like, yeah, no. No, thanks. Middle of the season starting quarterback, head coach, care that. That's... That's not good. No. (laughs) That's not good. So you could see how hindsight, looking back, how that could have been terrible for Chicago. He goes up to Buffalo. Love that. I don't know if it was a master's class or not. I I think he was beloved by the locker room and the team. Who knows what he learned and what he didn't learn. I'm assuming Mitchell Trubisky is very excited to be in a position he is in his career where he's not projected Super Bowl MVP or MVP of the league at all. Hey, you're here. We drafted a guy. You know what the deal is. You just have to play sound football, kind of be a good leader to this guy, and we'll probably pay you for the next five, ten yeah, years yeah. if you and Kenny Pickett can have a great relationship. I don't know if that's what Mitchell Trubisky ultimately wants in his life, but if he's content with that, what a perfect thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's continue to bounce around the AFC a little bit. The AFC South, big deal. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis Colts were in the conversation for Julio Jones. Uh-huh. How do we know that? Because although Julio Jones signed yesterday with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a $6 million deal, up to eight in incentives, how the fuck are the Bucs able to pay everybody all the time? Makes no sense. Makes no sense at all because they got a guy Mike Greenberg who's their salary yep. guru yep. who is weapon. a weapon he is a fucking weapon uh-huh. yeah. he's playing a shell game with the rules yeah. and with the bonuses and he's not breaking any of the rules yeah. everybody could do what the Buccaneers are doing yep. everybody could do what the Rams are doing everybody could do what any of these teams that seem to have an, a wealthy owner with the cash over cap with hiding salary and different signing bonuses could do that the Buccaneers continue to do that Julio this morning chatted with local media, and Julio Jones talked about the entire scenario and how he ended up with the Buccaneers. It was a great conversation, and there's going to be some heartbreak from some team's fan bases. This is not a a prediction. Uh, It is also a spoiler. Colts fans aren't going to be happy to hear this. Go ahead and run this thing, Emmett McMahon. Just talk to us. Tell us how you made the decision to come here. Right. Um got to keep a little bit confidential i understand we nah, understand okay cool yeah now um for me um you know i'm at a point in my career right now um it was never a money play things like that and i don't know if they you know wanted to pay me for my value and different things like that other teams wanted to pay me more money and different things like that but it's like i'm not here for that it's more so about you know the opportunity playoffs postseason winning a championship, things like that, right? So um, Aaron Rodgers did come up in the conversation. Tom Brady came up in the conversation, right? So uh, I had, you know, the Colts, the Saints, so on and so on. I had, you know, numerous of people trying to communicate with me, things like that. But I told um, Jimmy Sexton, my agent, like, hey, listen, I want to have the best opportunity to, you know, potentially get a ring. So obviously I know, you know, you got to work every day, each and every day. You just don't show up, boom, it's a ring, right? Of course. Um, so for me, it was just like Tom hit me. I was like, okay, cool. Okay, we got something here. We got something here. So, you know, we were just going back and forth, just communicating. He was just, you know, just checking in, things like that, just building that relationship with me. Um, and then, like, what you thinking? 
What you thinking? I got space down there, you know, but it's just um, like I said, I'm not here to step on anyone's toes, things like that. I'm just here to come um, and just play, fit in wherever I can fit in it, um, do whatever the team needs me to do. Okay, so there is clearly what uh, we have to put some dead space at the end of these videos so it doesn't go immediately to the next one. I think we'll uh, put a note down on that on Siri, maybe. Uh, we yep, should remind yep. ourselves for afterwards. But how about Julio Jones uh, basically opening up about the entire thing? Other teams offered him more money. Who was that? Uh, maybe it was the Colts. Maybe it was the Packers. The Packers yeah. Maybe it was the Saints. Maybe it was a number of teams that offered him more money. And also, maybe he's just making that up. <laughs> maybe no team offered him more money, and they're using that as a leverage uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you have to continue that negotiation play into your interviews after you sign the deal because you don't want the team that you just signed with to immediately think, oh, this guy tried to pull one fucking <laughs> over. Yeah. Jimmy Sexton, I think he reps every single college football coach. I believe he is um, – Kind of the one behind the whole oh. college football coaching hmm. trees and who does what. Powerful agent. So him and Julio Jones having a great relationship is good news for Julio. Him ending up at the Buccaneers and saying, like, uh, you guys got enough room for me down there? Yeah. Hilariously self-aware question. And he said, I'm not here to step on anybody's toes. I'm just doing my thing. And it sounds like he's a worker when last year we already didn't want to go to practice. But everything I heard from that interview he did on WDAE, I believe, uh, down in Tampa Bay. We appreciate them, local media. Um He's basically talked about what he expects from himself, a leadership role, working hard, high, accountable for himself. He, there's no lingering issues, I guess, with nope. any health nope. things. Right. Oh, so we're going to get another Julio Jones uh, rebirth that we thought we were going to get last year in Tennessee. But instead, this time, it's with Tom fucking Brady. And we said it multiple times while Brady's been in Tampa Bay, like, hey, this might be the best offense Brady's ever had. This might be the best offense Brady's ever had. This also might be the best offense Brady has ever had. Is now Scoot Scoot still on that team? I yeah, believe he's so. still there. I am worried they about like that depth chart for Scoot. Yeah. Oh, see, I was actually thinking this is good for Scoot. You think Evans, Godwin, mm -hmm. Julio, Brait, and then you just sneak a little 4 3 in there. So they, I mean, it feels like there's going to be a lot of room, right? Gage is who they paid like three years, $35 million or something as the. Oh, he is Scoot. Yeah, he, uh, he's, he's uh, the slot then, guy there. And then there's Tyler Johnson, Cyril uh -huh. Grayson, who kind of got playing time a little bit over him last year. Oh, yeah, then, I remember Gr uh, Grayson and then, the sprinter. And then it's Scoot down there. Cyril, C Y R I L. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. I remember LSU sprinter in New yeah. Orleans, go round. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Score. Also that? scored against the no, Jets. I just, I worry about Scoot. Well, hopefully, fucking Scoot can get cut from Tampa and come race to Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Fucking Scoot. No Tell kidding. him you don't want to play there. Does it? Scoot. <laughs> Scoot. Take his way out. Scotty Miller. <laughs> take his stand. They disrespected you this when they stole Julio Jones. They disrespected you, Scotty Miller. Fucking tell him you want out. Colt's going to re-sign T.Y. or what the hell is going on? Does it make you guys feel better that you – it seems like you guys were in – Talking to Julio, at least. It is awesome. Now, we will have Andrew Brandt on the show today in the third hour, former front office executive for the Green Bay Packers and agent and everything, basically. He's been in the NFL in all angles and uh, was the one that broke down the cash over cap to us mm -hmm. that allowed us to continue to grandstand on the fact that the cap's not fucking real, just like we had thought. Right. He put a lot more smart words into our mouth to describe why we feel the way we feel, but he did break that all down. He put out a tweet earlier said there'd be numerous times where agents would reach out to us and say, hey, can we use, can we say that we're negotiating with you to use you as leverage and he said sure if you want somebody else to overpay fucking go do what you gotta yeah. do so who knows what's real what isn't real True. Andrew Brandt joins us in the third hour Kamar Usman joins us in the Ooh, third hour okay. as well he's fighting in August he's gonna 
you know, he's going to give us a great conversation. Yeah. Last time we chatted with him, power went out. It was fucking awesome, though. He was a great, yeah. great convo. D-Butt will join us in a second hour. Can't wait to talk, about him, uh, talk with him about all things happening around the NFL and how he's doing. And joining us right now, a man who hopefully has inside information mm. on shit that we don't know. Normally, it's us giving him info, sure, right? but that's only in the offseason when he just golfs all the time. Yeah. I believe now he's in the middle of his training camp tour live from the Philadelphia Eagles training Ooh. camp. Senior NFL insider for the NFL and the NFL Network, uh, host of the weekly wrap up of Rap Sheet and Friends, us being friends, he being Rap Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, yeah, What's going on, guys? Hey, how are you, Bob? Uh, I'm great. So let me just set scene here. I'm in a uh, I'm in a tent at the Eagles facility. There's grass cutting going on behind me. If you can oh. see that. Oh, I smell the grass. Yeah. And um, just talking to Howie Roseman, the GM. Uh, getting some good FaceTime, and uh, now I'm happy to talk to you guys. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Thanks, Thanks Hey, Sirianni's looking for dogs, right? Do they just put out a bunch of uh, you know kibbles and bits right. out there and see who, who's got it? Is, have you heard any speeches from Sirianni? He's still got his A game that we expect? Uh, Sirianni, I talked to him earlier. He's wearing a Jalen Hurts T-shirt today. Nice. Um, nice not that he needs to show support. That's a quick manager fucking getting after. Wow. That. <laughs> that was a little impressive. I there's another one. I mean, what are these guys doing? Are they showing off over here? No, no they're moving um, bags, Ian. They gotta work unlike you, pal. You're just networking. <laughs> Those dudes are the backbone of that fucking operation. <laughs> Mitt, that was Mitt for like ten years of his summer and his oh, life yeah. over there. That actually explains a lot. Um Kinda. No, so so Sirianni was wearing a Jalen Hurts shirt. And I don't know if it has to do with the like weird report about him struggling at OTAs. Whoa. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But there it is. But Hertz is having a really good offseason, had a really good OTAs and minicamp. Uh, Sirianni was very vocal about that. And so no dog mask or dog food, but definitely all in on Jalen Hurts. Kind of a teal shirt there, like a uh, former coach of the Eagles who led them to a Super Bowl, Jacksonville Jaguars teal. Oh, oh, I don't know if the exposure right. on that camera is a little different, but that, that <laughs> what's that all about? Shades of Dougie. What is uh, Sirianni doing? I'm excited to see what the Eagles become. Kelsey's back for another year. We saw him drink a beer and announce that. Uh, I love what they have done. They've gone all in. It seems like this is a make or break year for Hurts. It's starting with him on shirts. Would end with him on uh, unemployment list. Oh. <laughs> That's good hosting. Um, what, what, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, Hertz is so fascinating to me because I was here last year right around this time, and it was all like, you know, oh, is he going to be a, a franchise starter? Is he going to even be a starter at all? And now he's a starter of a playoff team, and they spent, you know, some part of the offseason kind of looking into dabbling with some of the potential tradable guys like, Russell Wilson, like Deshaun Watson, and in the end, like, we're just going to stick with our guy, and that is, like, a really fascinating decision. I think I'm just now hearing that they were actually interested in Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson and any other quarterbacks that are available. Is that known over there that they were actually interested in that? And at what point did they decide, all right, we're going to stick with Jalen? Was it because they couldn't afford Russ and Deshaun, or were they scoring things against like what we would have to give up versus having Jalen another year? And do you view this as a make-or-break year for Jalen because of that situation? Yeah, I think it is some of the value. Like, if you're going to trade all your picks and pay a quarterback, it better be worth it. You have to know for sure. And I think for Russ, you know, he wanted to be close to the West Coast, wanted to be out there, obviously, in Let's Denver. Die. So would he have come to Philly? Like, he didn't come to Washington. I know Washington was involved as well. Um, so I think it was more like it didn't well. 
it sort of didn't fit. Um, you know, make or break here. I would say in Philly, it's always kind of a make or break here. And remember, they have multiple first round draft picks next year. So if he's not the guy, they are okay. Uh, but they hope he is because then they could just do what they did this offseason and build around him. Sirianni's going to be playing rock, paper, scissors with so many quarterbacks oh, in next year's class. Or none. Or none if Jalen Hurts does Jalen's his thing. a dog, like I think he is. If he's a dog, you think he's uh, he's the guy going forward, and are you going to bundle those picks and move back or move up to get some other weapon that you need, or are those multiple draft picks potentially what you're going to use to replace Jalen Hurts if he's not a dog? Probably, you know. Hopefully, Kelsey comes back and plays for six, seven more years. But if he's done after this year, maybe we couple those picks up and take a center in number one overall. Okay. Oh. All right. See, that's potentially. We don't know what's going to happen. That's why the NFL is awesome. What you're surprised, Ian? You haven't heard that over there at all. Uh, no, I've, I've, I've heard, I mean, I've heard rumors just, you know, I was working on, I haven't heard it definitively. I saw Kelsey was actually live with, um, Lefko, Lefko yeah. when they drafted a center and Kelsey actually said like, yeah, I did study on this mm-hmm. guy. I think he's supposed to pass the torch. I think this is like mm-hmm. a, uh, pass the torch scene with old Kelsey and the Eagles. Let's move on to other conversations, Ian, shall we? Uh, you reported Travis Kelsey's getting more money this year than later because it's what he uh, is owed or something like that. I'm sure that's yeah. why. I'm sure that's why. Why Why are they doing this? Did they need to make space? They had extra space? They figured they could steal from tomorrow to pay today? Or is this actually because Travis Kelsey's fucking awesome? Yeah. So tra- Travis Kelsey is awesome. Um, I would say that is confirmed. And I kind of thought when I first heard about this deal maybe happening yesterday, I was like, okay, they're just creating cap space. They're actually diminishing their cap space. It actually hurts their cap. They are rewarding a guy who is awesome. So they're taking $3 million from sort of like the future, putting it into this year, diminishing what's left in the future. But, you know, if he goes out and plays well this year, which I'm sure he's going to, he is an awesome football player then they might end up redoing the deal and giving him a new one. When he signed this deal, it was sort of like a little undervalued. He wanted it. It was important to him, but it was a little undervalued. This is more right. So they really just gave him a $3 million raise, and that's it. Well, congrats to Travis and Chase doing that. Doesn't feel like that's what happened at all, but (laughs) I am happy that it appears to be that way. Yeah, it's it's a real thing. Uh, Very happy. Uh, the NFL just giving more money out of nowhere. <laughs> that doesn't, you know, you and I know we've been here. That's like you. You're great on TV. You do fantastic. Same boss as all these other guys. Are they just going to come up to you and say, you know what? That money that we potentially owed you next year that we're kind of running out of room with. How about we just give that to you this year? What do you say? Is that because you've earned it? Is that what happened here? You think or no? You genuinely think this was because they wanted to keep Travis Kelsey happy. I think they wanted to keep Travis Kelsey happy. And, okay. like, I, uh, hmm. in all seriousness, when the deal happened last year, it was very – I'm not sure – or two years ago, I'm not sure of the, the timing, but it was right around when Kittle did his massive deal, and it, it looked bad, like, pretty quickly. So I think everyone knew, like, all right, this was not quite right. Like, this guy deserves more money. All right, shout out to Veach and to Reed for taking care of Travis Kelsey, who will go down as – what, top three tight end of all time and basically every single conversation whenever it's all said and done, especially if he starts picking up Super Bowl championships? What, it's him, Kittle, and Gronk, and that's just like so selfish of me to say because I'm good friends with Dallas Clark, who's a fucking animal. Gonzalez was unbelievable. Antonio Gates was unbelievable. Yeah. I think it's going to be difficult to judge. You're going to have to go eras. I right. think you're going to have yeah, to do eras of tight end. Yeah, 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 you're right. Don't you think? 
Yeah, because – and I don't love that anyway because, like, the offensive stats are so skewed the last, like – not skewed, but they're, like – everything's exploded the last three or four years. But, like, yes. I mean, all those guys are awesome. Like, if I had to pick one to be on my team, like, I don't know. I'd pick all of them. Yeah. Tight ends, by the way, they know it. That's why they're doing that tight end university. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Tight end university. It seems like they're all on the same page. Like, hey, uh – we're worth a fucking lot more <laughs> yeah. than what they are paying us right now with how the NFL is going. I'm excited for that. Uh, we're talking to Ian Rapport live currently at the Philadelphia Eagles training camp. I know the boys have a couple questions, and we appreciate you joining us. We know you're very busy. Uh, I would like, and this is the reason why I brought you on. So there's all these lists that are popping up right now. Guys end up on PUP. They end up on uh, the NFI list. They Injured reserve, designated return. They end, could end up on an exemption list. I mean, there's all these lists that we're hearing about about now and I think there's no better human than to explain what each one is than you and there's also reasoning on why some guys like for instance Roquan Smith not injured in Chicago put on the PUP I think that's so that they can't find him for missing practice because he's not going to be in the building because he's doing a holdout like there's always alternative reasons for all of these different lists as well and Ian if you could break it down for all of us we'd be very thankful because these lists are about to make a lot of headlines over the next two three weeks right. ian start at the top if you'd like and then i i will uh pop in with any questions as well the, yeah. the stooges to my right here all right so the nfi list it could be two things it's non-football illness or non-football injury and if you are put on uh let's say nfi to start training camp then basically all it means is you got an injury not playing football for your team so let's say you you know, tore your ACL in college and you're not 100% healthy now, you're on the non-football injury list and you can come off it at any time. Hayden, right? ride a bike, right? Right. Minka. Minka, I'm sorry, Minka rode a bike, broke, hurt his hand. Correct. So, so that's, that's a good example. Still get paid, not get paid, still a part of the team uh, in the salary cap. If you are in it in training camp and you're still part of the active roster, you do get paid. If for this list, the non-football injury list, if, they, if you start the season on it, like let's say the first four games now, or first six games, whatever it is, then the team has the option of paying you or not. Like if you're, you know, snowboarding and you break your wrist, the team, you know what, you're going to miss the first month. We're not going to pay you because you're an idiot. And that happens, especially if you're not allowed in your contract. So the team has the option. In Go ahead. Just the snowboard injury thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You, know you know. Go ahead, please. Um, all right, so that's the By the NFL. way, the team paid him more than anybody. Who? <laughs> In the history of the NFL. Who? Mm-hmm. What team? All right, go ahead, Ian. Sorry. You just happened to say snowboarding, huh? Just happened to that one just popped in your mind? Go ahead, Ian, please. What? I mean... Oh, did I miss an Andrew Luck joke in there? Ah, oh, what? Just move on. Talking no. about Andrew Luck in the Colts? Jeez, stop, please. Here's hey, hey Pat. Hey Pat, did you listen to the uh, Zach Heifer's uh, Andrew Luck podcast? Obviously. Uh, I I know Zach Heifer. I have massive respect for Zach Heifer. Love Zach Heifer. I have not I have not found time to listen to that just yet, but I am pumped for it. You should, that's very nice. It's actually, you might find some of it old, but I feel like it's extremely interesting. Um, okay. So you should listen to it. it did, they did a really nice job. What is it? It's a full series, right? Like a couple hours. 
Yeah, it's six hours. It's like watching a documentary. Oh, no and it like Jesus. painstakingly six? goes through all the luck stuff. And it would be like painful for you because like it is heartbreaking, like heartbreaking, but very, very interesting. Okay, well, congrats to Zach Kiefer on a great piece. And also, anyway. thank you to Andrew Luck for all your sacrifices. Thank you, Andrew. The snowboard thing, I learned about it through an Uber driver. Yeah. And I'm like, excuse me? This is tough. <laughs> I'm in the building. So then I start beating down doors. Mm-hmm. Hey, what the fuck did I just hear from this uh, Uber driver? <laughs> What's that? Is there some snowboard thing that happened? Oh, no, I don't know, but you should ask. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. A lot of that, you know? But Andrew Luck was still able to come out and fucking play better than yeah. anybody. But, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a lot of stuff that came out. There's a guy that should have played for 20 years if he wanted. He has a lot of other options. Big brain, one of the nicest dudes of all time. It may be the prototype. I mean, you know, Josh Allen's kind of the prototype uh, now. Yeah. He was fucking 6'4", very thick, very yoked, smarter than every human he talked to on a daily basis and could throw the ball country mile and was super competitive. That will always be a mystery. So shout out to Zach Kiefer for doing that, keeping Andrew Luck, you know, name alive mm-hmm. because he does deserve it. But goddamn, a snowboarding reference out of nowhere was not needed no. by you, Ian. Let's move on. We're all happy. So the NFI, non-football injury, non-football <laughs> okay. illness, that's off the field. The team can choose to pay you or not yeah. choose to pay you. They put you on there. Um, you're, how long are you on there for? Can't hear me. This guy. I mean, um, right, so, uh, this like grass cutting guy just keeps driving. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guy, move I on. Grass to cut. I'm not saying that. All right, so then pup is basically the same thing, but it's injuries that happen while playing football for you. So there's pup now, which doesn't mean a ton. It just means you can't practice, can't pass a physical, and then, but you can be activated at any time. If you are on PUP after first cuts, means you have to miss the first four games this season. It used to be six, now it's four, same with IR. Um, but this is one they do pay you, but this is a big deal because you don't count against the roster, but it does mean you cannot play for a month. So PUP now doesn't mean a ton. PUP when the season starts means a lot. Okay, so like the Roquan Smith situation, that's just in the middle of negotiation. They're utilizing the PUP to kind of hide that yeah. situation? I mean, I assume that he's like, my hamstring hurts, my back hurts, whatever. Um, so, you know, that's, I think it's, they could, they could decide not to find him, but I think they're basically just, you stay over there, when we get your contract done, then you get active. I don't, I get the sense that's more of like just a kind of in-name type of thing. Yeah, it's a smart way to do a holdout, by the way. Going yeah. forward, teams now could do this if a player that's doesn't want that's the trend. Yeah, it's going to be. It seems like the smart move. Have people done this before? Did this happen last year for a holdout, a PUP holdout? I feel like it did happen in the past. I cannot remember one, but I know we talk, talked about it. So I feel like it's not, you know, new, but it is pretty smart. Now, the other Very PUP smart. thing, uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, Jimmy Garoppolo did not go on PUP, which doesn't mean he's healthy. But it does mean if the 49ers cut him, they do not owe him $7.5 million in injury guarantees. Uh-huh. So it's basically their way of saying, like, he's pretty good. Maybe not fully cleared, but he's pretty good. And he's not practicing anyway, so it doesn't matter really what list he's on. You think Jimmy's pissed about this or no? Uh, there was a lot of conversations between the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo's representatives before his physical. They have been very transparent, so I believe... 
they explained their decisions to Garoppolo's agents beforehand, and I think everyone is okay with it. Now, for Jimmy G, you know, if he gets traded, that would be the best for him because he would get his full salary. There is a possibility he gets cut if they can't find a trading partner. So either way, I think Garoppolo, it's going to work out okay for Garoppolo. Either he'll get paid or he'll get to pick a spot. Does this mean that because he wasn't because he wasn't put on PUP, the uh, decision is imminent? See, I don't get that sense. I know they've said hopefully sooner rather than later, but I don't get that sense because if you're trading for him, you have to know he is a thousand percent good and he's not going to be fully, fully, fully ready till mid-August. IR means injured, can't perform? IR means if you put someone on IR right now, their season's over. That's it. If you put them on IR after first cuts, it means you can come back after four games. So that's IR now, season over. If it's after the first cuts, that means you can return, but you have to miss four games. And then if somebody if they opt not if somebody gets hurt and they opt not to put them on IR because then they own the full salary, there's an injury settlement that gets negotiated by who the player. You go, on, you go on IR first, and then you negotiate a settlement based on the amount of games when you would theoretically be cleared. For. Okay, reserve left camp and reserve retired. What do those two mean? Uh, so reserve left camp. Is when a guy is basically like, peace, I'm out of here. I just don't feel like doing this. And they don't owe you anything. Reserve retired is like, we retain your rights. If you come back, we're going to trade you. But we retain your rights. You are just retired. That's what um, the Patriots did with Gronk. That's why they were able to trade him to the Bucks and get draft pick compensation for that. Okay, I appreciate you breaking all these down. Last question from me. It just came in. Debo Samuel is a hold in. He's there, but what's up, dude? Hey. That is uh, Mike Garofolo. Oh, we see him I on Good Morning Football. All the time. We see him on Good Morning Football. Oh, I got a Garofalo. pinky ring on here for you, Paisan. Hope you enjoy it. I've always wanted to be on the Pat McAfee show. <laughs> That's not the way you sound like when you talk about our show and Aaron and shit on NFL, though. <laughs> What did I say? Oh, yeah, you got a little, the tone in which you speak about Aaron and the way he talks to us. Don't you think, little Paisan? I, I don't remember this at all. This ah. doesn't sound like anything I said. No, yeah, I don't remember either, to be honest. We actually enjoy you a lot. You should come on our show whenever, brother. Hey, we did it. There we go. He's on right now. Hey, how's your family? It's like showing up to the dinner party you weren't invited to. Like, hey, No, hey, got- everybody's invited. Listen, we got 100 people Open on the microphone. Yeah. Everybody's invited whenever. Yeah, this is Dwight Schrute showing up to the dinner party in the office, you know, with, with his babysitter. All right. Listen, by the way, I love that you're quizzing him on the things he's supposed to know anyway that he was asking me about before he came on to oh. make sure he knew what the hell he was talking about. I love that. I love that Garofalo's the actual research partner here for you. Ian, I love that Garofalo, the Paisan's making you a lot better at what you do. Appreciate you, Mike. Have Appreciate you. Um, it wasn't now. Let him. Oh, I do think he did have some tone ever. about. I, I think I seen one thing he did, and I was like, okay, hate that guy forever. I might be wrong though. That might be miss because he is a good guy, right? Garofalo's a good dude. Great guy. Everybody loves Garofalo. Yeah, you just went to him for information. It wasn't a quiz for you, by the way. It's for the listeners. Tell Garofalo we're doing. We do the show for the people that are watching and listening, Garofalo. Yeah. This ain't a quiz of Rappaport. <laughs> this is like a hey information yeah. for people. You know, Ian. I serve the people too. That is my. I'm here for the people. <laughs> 
All right, well, serve the people of the San Francisco 49ers faithful and let them know if they're in a good spot or a bad spot. Via Lombardi himself, Debo Samuel, not practice today. He will condition on the side. Technically a hold-in, but he had a great talk with Shanahan, part of the 49ers coach, negotiations between San Francisco and Samuel's agent, Tori Dondi, are ongoing. And is everything Dondi with Tori Dondi and the Niners and Debo? And is this, are they waiting for the Jimmy G 20 million to get off the books to handle the Debo Samuel contract? Contract. I know those allegedly have not been one and the same, but that feels like pretty coincidental, doesn't it? I mean, you tell me. Uh, I do not believe that Jimmy Garoppolo needs to be off the roster to do a Debo Samuel deal. I think they could get it done otherwise. there's If they need to create space, which maybe a little, I think they could get it done. I think for Garoppolo, they'd like to get um, – I think if they uh, – just came Garoppolo, the Garoppolo like to get a trade. They'd like to wait as long as possible. Um, oh, okay. But for Samuel, I think this is smart. You do not want him to get hurt before he does his new contract. I'm not saying he's going to, but you certainly don't want uh, – certainly don't want to put him in risk. There's nothing wrong with a hold in. Uh, I think that's totally fine, and, and kind of that's what he's doing. Okay, so the Bears and Roquan Smith put him on PUP so they didn't f- – didn't have to fine him whatever hundred grand a day for not being a training camp with the new CBA for the holdout. The Niners don't do the PUP. They have he's doing a hold in. So you got to think that their relationship much better than Roquan and the Bears. No, no, no. I, I think huh? I mean look. There's always tension. There's always tension oh, when yeah. you have contract and, you go, and I got to run in one second. There's always tension when. Uh, and there's always tension when when you have contract <laughs> negotiations. I don't think anyone is in a bad spot. I mean, I, and I think when both these guys get paid and both of them deserve to get paid, I think it'll be fine. It's really more just a technicality, I would say, as opposed to anything else. All right. Appreciate you, Ian. Have a good day. Yeah, we'll see you on NFL Network, yeah. pal. Let's ride. Wednesday, July 27th has obviously started in beautiful fashion. We do not have AJ Hawk yet. We have not been able to connect. So although the internet's come back, maybe his tech has not. So we will have him join us immediately upon him calling us into the show. Can't wait to see his big home plate face Mm -hmm. representative of Ohio back on that screen after he got kicked off the show yesterday about Uh an hour and a half early. That's right. Well, I'm not so sure he had a vacation to get to at this point with this guy. At Boston Connor, one one member of the Toxic Table, uh, right next to Atai Schmidt. Yeah, training camp and start of vacations are over. Yeah, I hope, you know. The Hawk family is a football family. Every football family knows when vacations are, when you start dieting, when you start getting back into shape, when you start working out a little bit. We are in a full routine. It's training camp right now. We should be in the best shapes we've been in in some time. And there's no more time for vacations. AJ knows that. That's why he snuck four in last week. Yeah, well, I'm not so sure yesterday he didn't sneak in a pool day because he was like, you know what, I I should – you know, maybe live a little. I just went to Tahoe, play my best round. You know, I just went to South Carolina. I had to clean poops out of the boat toilet or whatever the hell he called it. Maybe he was doing that. Maybe his tech is fine. Well, maybe his tech is fine. Maybe it's not. Can't wait to hear from him. Um, maybe. I need sun, though. I had a good tan about a week ago. Yeah. And there's been no sun in Indiana. Yeah, yeah for about two weeks. It's cloudy. So, about, am I going to have to get in one of those uh, Easy Bakes? Maybe. One of those Easy Bake ovens. Could. I used to do tanning beds back in high school right. and stuff, pretty regular basis. Yeah. Shave the body, tan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was insufferable. 
Like, if you didn't know me, you hated me. They just immediately. Now, if you knew me, you probably hated me as well. Seemed like once I met people, they were much more uh, fond of me. Sure. But if you had never met me or uh, been around me, just one good look at me in high school, probably a good chance of, oh, I fucking hate that guy. And it happened. It happened on a regular basis. Those were good old days, though. I had a good, good mm. tan going. Oh, man, I used to glisten out of those tanning beds. Oh, they used to make you wear those stupid eye things. Mm, I never sure. wore them. Nope. I never wore them. Wow. So I was an outlaw early in Not that whole day. We don't need you getting any more tanning beds, okay? Last thing we need is you come in here on a Wednesday morning and say, hey, guys, I have eight melanoma all over my body. Do you bro. remember? I bought, a, I bought a tanning bed. I was going to get back into it. I bought a tanning bed from uh, one of these local, I think it's called Family, Le Family Leisure is the name of the place. Yeah. They just have like as seen on internet. Is what? Their, That's sweet. That is their store, basically. It, it just random shit in there that is very expensive. Yeah. From, like, Pretty cool, though. Great oh, you want a pinball yeah. machine? Bam, Bam. What? Shuffleboard oh, table? Yeah, you want a pool. All right, there's an in-ground pool and an above-ground. Like, they just have the internet for Holy sale shit. right there in front of you. And they had, a, I was just walking through there one time, probably not high at all because it was in sure. Indiana. Of course. Probably very Couldn't low. Have been. Couldn't have been. Yeah, it's yeah. illegal. Mm -hmm. So I'm just walking through there and I just started picking things out. Like, okay, well, I definitely need, um, I need a golden tea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. why not? But take that. Of course. Um, definitely need that recliner mm -hmm. set right there. It looks good. Thank you. Oh, you got a red couch. I'll take that red couch. And then. That tanning bed right back here. Has anybody ever used it? They're like, uh, no. And we don't have any in the back, so do you mind having a floor model or whatever? I'm like, perfect, even better, because it's cheaper. That's yeah, right. Model. Mm -hmm. So I've got a good little bundle deal over there. Take that thing home, lay in it. Just cooked straight the the bulbs. Oh, yeah. no. Actually oh, yeah. striped me like a fucking zebra. Yeah, Mark. I look like I worked at Champs walking out of that fucking thing. <laughs> oh, shit. Or Foot Locker, whatever it is. I, I literally got out of there. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Have a tanning bed at the house. I'm going to be fucking tan all the time. Stood up. Stood, my ass had two streaks right down the middle of it. That's the worst. white my ass was. Yeah. Year and a half. What? Year and a half had uh, like 10 because how white my ass cheeks are. Jesus. Yeah, so, but now I'm prepared for it, I think. Yeah, now well, I got a little base tan. Then I was hopping in there literally as Casper. Now mm -hmm. I'm trying to keep this tan, so it's a different world. Yeah, maybe you just have to go back to the spray tan because, I mean, last time you did that too, you had got that rash all over your yeah, body too. Fungus on my whole body. I'm, my skin's such fucking weak. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> weak, no. Weak, soft ass. You know it's what I mean? Just the Irish. Just in you. soft ass. No. Join us now as a man who's not a soft ass. Well. This dude's hard chin. Hard head. What? So much so he led the Green Bay Packers with tackles and he's zero documented concussions. That's right. He played in the lead with your head, hit with your head era in the NFC North, cold, miserable, big bodies, not one documented concussion while getting the most tackles in the history of one of the most storied franchises in the NFL. Pretty good. Still has his brain. Still could put sentences together. Sure. Yep, absolutely. He's incredibly toxic. He's a college football national champion. He's a Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who plugged back in the internet for Ohio last night, mm. A.J. Hall. Yeah. A.J., you look better than ever. Yeah, I tell you what, man. Yesterday I had about six to eight hours of uh, nothing. No internet. Whatever's going on, man. But guess what? We got it fixed. I told you last night. Yeah. Were you Amish nice. for a little bit? Did you get to expand? Did you go plow the land a little bit? Till the land? Make some, uh, maybe some cabinetry? No, it wasn't. We had power. We just didn't have internet or TV. Oh, so that oh. was the problem. Oh, so you still had, sorry, sorry, Frank. He's still going on the internet. 
Yeah, on my phone. Yeah, it's the only thing I could. I couldn't text you from my computer or anything with iMessage and all that. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, I'm not sure anybody does that. Uh, email. What's the internet down for? What's that all about? You guys getting attacked because of what Wexy was doing? Yeah, Wexy. Oh, yep. shit. What was Wexy doing? You tell me. Oh, no. You were at his house. I'm be surprised. You know, FBI raid, cut the power. Making money. That's what he's doing. Wax? He yeah, he Do makes a lot of money. Selling what? With who? You know, there's, he had selling clothes. That's what he does. Yeah. He had a roommate there for a while. Yes, he uh -huh. did. I watched a doc. Big house. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Big house in a big side of town. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got he has a giant, giant property that you can't you can't even see, basically. Oh, so you're telling mm. me you didn't see Epstein going in and out of there every single day where he was roommates <laughs> with Wexy for what, mm. six months or something? Yeah. 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 yeah, in the early nineties when I was driving up from Dayton at eight years old, I saw Epstein cruising around. Well, he's road. probably at that chicken place that you always talk about over there. The great chicken Oh, What's that's it? right. Oh, yeah. Roosters. What's that? Roosters. Yeah, Roosters. Yeah. Did you ever just happen upon Epstein over at the local Roosters while he and Wexy were out and about? I uh, no, I never did, but I know the great people at Roosters. I don't think they'd let Epstein in. I don't think they would surf him their phone. Mm. All right, Roosters. Oh, wow. Roosters. Classy joint. I respect Roosters. Roosters has great fucking chicken. Oh. Top of the line. Best. We're just giving out at Family Leisure just had one. Yeah. Uh -huh. right. Roosters is getting one now. But it's it's these are warranted. Family Leisure, if you're ever in Indiana, in one part of Indiana, yeah. yep. you <laughs> need to stop by said store. It is. It's a great store. Just a warehouse of shit. I was internet. connected. I was connected for that. That place sounds amazing. Like I, yeah. I think I would want to buy the whole store. It is. I, I happened to buy a house just like two blocks away from it. Mm -hmm. And I was just hanging out and I was just driving down the street and I see family leisure. I'm like, what a bunch of fucking losers. I see like pools outside. It's got to be the worst store of all time. I, that's why I went in there, I think. Family leisure in Indiana. Like this has to be the worst store of all time. I walk in there. Oh my God, <laughs> this blown. is the coolest place I've ever been. They've gotten no less than $100,000, $150,000 from me. They I'm always saying. put the premier item right now because they know when you walk in, like, oh, I want that. Yes. I mean, yeah, they, they, have, they have all the car sales tricks. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. they, they put things up with good lights. It's the, the hot tubs? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. They, got a, they got a hot tub out of me. I got, they got a hot tub out of me. They got a trampoline out of me. They got mm -hmm. an above ground pool out of me at what? one point. I mean, a theater, obviously the tanning bed, yep. the golden tea. I've... I for days I've gone. I mean I have gone in there. It's just that store is like the neighbor that was putting shit out in the front yard that he was selling, that basically just had my name on it. That's what that store is. Hey guy with ADD who has too much money. Fucking you want to buy this? Yeah. You think? yeah. Boom. That's what Family Leisure is. It's awesome. It is glorious. That tanning bed fucking cooked me though. I mean that was not a great one. Did you only use it once? Yep. I mean, would you ever get back into something that made you look like a zebra for four months? <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. No, I mean, you know my little baby skin. I get burnt if I'm in there for two minutes or I'm outside for two minutes. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. All right, let's move Did, on. Uh, what? Okay, speaking of the that family leisure made me think of Russ's truck. Do they sell trucks like God, Russell Wilson drove to camp? Okay, so that truck and is what is sick. that? So I think you only find that online. Custom Bronco, maybe, or custom Dodge. I forget what it was. That's just like uh, just like the Jeep that I bought at Meekum. Yeah. All souped up, has all the shit in it. He's got to have five batteries in that thing to power all the lights that <laughs> yeah. they have. There's no way Russ is taking care of that on the day-to-day. -day. It's a lot of maintenance. But goddamn, arriving mm -hmm. to your first training camp at Mile High, looking that good. Wearing your own jersey. Hell AJ, yeah. AJ, this dude's wearing his own jersey. Could you ever in your life fathom 
having enough confidence to walk outside in your own fucking jersey, not at a charity event, uh-uh. not uh, going to a hospital, not doing anything for the team related. You're out in public rocking your own brand. It looks so good. So, yeah. so, so we did go to the website. They still got Seattle Seahawks colors on there. They hopefully will get that turned over. Team 3 needs to pick it up. They've been trying to fucking ice out this goddamn car. They haven't been worried about that. But the Russell Wilson stuff looks amazing. His own jersey, though, showing up to training camp saying, hey, it's football time. And I'm sure that this isn't the first time Russell Wilson has worn his jersey in public. I put this tweet out because that's literally what my brain thought about. Me walking down the hallway in a mall and just seeing a guy with a Russell Wilson jersey on being like, holy fuck, that guy looks a lot like Russell Wilson. This little cosplay character is pretty sweet. And then I stop him. I go take a selfie with him. And as he gets closer to me, I go, holy fuck, that's actually Russell Wilson. And he goes, let's ride. Take a photo. He walks away. I laugh for 30 minutes. Could you imagine having that much confidence? I could not. So I got nothing but respect for our let's ride God. I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah. Extreme levels of confidence is is needed to do it, to show up to camp like Russ did. But I just want to know if he wore that jersey the rest of the day. Like, he put that over his little shoulder shocks that they wear for walkthroughs and practice and oh. wore that big old baggy jersey. How many does he have? Does he have a home jersey, too, for himself? Well, he's got that's, that's a throwback, isn't it? Did, did yeah, you see any throw. other Broncos rivals? We're sure the whole team didn't wear their jerseys. Uh, we are certain the whole team did not wear their jerseys. I have not seen every single player of the Broncos arrive, but I will. I have it on good authority. I have it on good authority. I didn't even like wearing, like, Colt stuff in public because I felt like – Oh, am I asking for people to ask me? Mm-hmm. And now I'm much lower on the totem pole of importance and popularity and everything than Russell Wilson. But him having just the gut sack to wear your own jersey, so awesome. He's a movie. He is a movie. He is literally, uh-huh. it, it, this is, everybody's doing documentaries these days. Russell Wilson's like, hey, listen, I was actually put on this earth to be an NFL quarterback. Clear eyes, full hearts. Here we go. Here we go. Now let's get it bounce out of the back. Mr. Unlimited. Unlimited. He's got everything you need for any energy. It feels like he is this movie character all the time. He is an NFL quarterback. What you think an NFL quarterback should be, how you think an NFL quarterback should operate. He's doing it all the time and dressing like it. What a fucking hero this guy is. We've yeah. heard that he's the chosen one. It feels like now we kind of know he is the Denver promised child that will bring a Super Bowl back to, you know, the great state of Colorado. AJ, what if on a Thursday he puts one of the Seahawks Super Bowl jerseys on? Oh. Hey, a little throwback, Russ. You know what I mean? Like a throwback. Yeah, the Russ. one they won. He wears like the jersey from the game, the Super Bowl they won. What if he shows up just to, you know, inspire the boys a little bit? Oh yeah. My God. Get you one of these. He wears his ring, you think? The Super oh, Bowl ring? All the time. <laughs> I don't know. To dinner. Think. What's your problem? Why are you laughing like that? Does he wear it on his throwing hand, on his right hand? No, you he think he's oh. I think he put it on a uh, on a chain and wears it around his neck, I assume. I'd like Russell Wilson to know we do like you. Yeah. I love Russ. Okay, we, oh. Everybody loves Russ. We are incredibly interested mm-hmm. in you being an actual movie character, though, of what a quarterback's supposed to be. Any mic'd up that comes up from him in a game, I watch and I go... He's reading a script. Yeah. That has to be. That's not actually what happens in that moment in real life. That is only in like a Disney movie what happens in that. Uh-huh. And they're like, no, that's how he is all the time. He yeah. is like that all the time. I'm like, well, who's writing for him? They're like, no, that's just his natural reaction is just be always the perfect example of what you're supposed to be. And that's why I used to hate him, partly because, you know, with the Seahawks and the, the Packers met each other in the playoffs a lot. But I, it was just like, oh, this guy's fucking phony. There's no way anyone's like this. He is like this. He's just kind of a, a fucking dork. And that's fine. 
fine. Jesus. He wow. owns it. This and that's guy. why it's awesome. And I thought he's the opposite of that's a That's why I love Look him. at that picture. That's what I'm saying. Do you yeah, see that truck sweet. he's showing up? That, that, that truck is sweet. You're going, this guy a dork? What's he making up for? I wow. mean, oh, look Are at that. Missiles on the side, on the Holy back. Are those shit. missiles? Swear, I haven't seen all the angles of this thing. Look right there. What's on the back window? Those are missiles. He's got. Oh, yeah. Deflated footballs in there. He blows them up when he goes to play. Cruise missiles. <laughs> I do like that he has the uh, spare tire just in case those fucking monster mm -hmm. boys get popped. No, that's not a spare tire. He uses that uh, when he does the workouts on it. Yeah, the flip. There's a sledgehammer right next to it, actually, mm -hmm. to bounce off of that tire. <laughs> Uh, can you go to the other, so that's a that's a pickup truck that just so souped. many lights souped. Yeah, dude, it gets dark in Denver. Somebody said it's a, <laughs> that's a Dodge. Is that bulletproof? Uh, somebody said it's a Ram. Is that a it's Ram? Gotta be. I heard Bill fucking I mean, saying that earlier, but who fucking knows? I just saw the internet saying this guy's twenty five hundred drives a fucking Dodge. Got that exhaust up top so he can drive it in like six feet of water. Of course. <laughs> the Rapids. I mean, he. I just thought of a guy on the internet. Who is certainly a white trash comedian talking about different manufacturers of vehicles? Yeah. And uh, I mean, that video. Do you remember what I'm talking about right mm -hmm. now? I'm forgetting what the two are. I think it's Chevy what, and who's, Ford. Who's a yeah. white trash comedian? Yeah. If you were to type white trash comedian Chevy, Chevy Ford you'll find in the Google, this oh, would pop first up. Person. I think it's got millions and millions and millions of views comparing the two cars, you know, like. I, I'm not even saying the line. I'm not doing it. I don't know how this. I don't know how it was, but I thought of that immediately because that's what a lot of people say. Of course, Russ is a Dodge guy. I love when people get all fucking jacked oh, up about. Oh, uh, you like Fords, huh? You like Fords? Is that what you are? Oh, you're a Chevy guy. Oh, wow. Interesting. Oh, my, that's a real thing, though. By the way, there's a lot of people that. It's do a real thing on this show. What are you talking about? The John Deere question that you ask it. Well, that's different. that's different, AJ. Uh, there's, there's only one choice there. Okay. But, and that only <laughs> happened because of something else that got you know put into Clanton. Yeah, that's right. In the Hall of Fame of what exactly. the fuck, you know that kind of zoomed in on. Zito has confirmed nobody else on the Broncos arrived in their own jersey. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. See, I love Thanks, it. Z. I love it. All the other person to wear a jersey was a Jordan jersey. Dude, no human in the history of the NFL has ever arrived in their own jersey. Awesome. I appreciate the norm. <laughs> I appreciate confirmation. This show is the best. Dude, this show is the best. We had a dead silent there for 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Zito is so matter-of-fact. I just scrolled through all 95 photos that the Broncos have posted of everybody's arrival. Russell's the only one wearing <laughs> No shit. Tell me, no. Peyton Manning never showed up to camp in his Denver Broncos jersey? It's just, you know, maybe at an event at camp he might have been forced to put it on or something like that, but I've never seen the confidence enough. And then you, you I literally put that picture, my wife, you know, and I were talking la last night about this guy wearing his own jersey and like just, Sam, could you imagine me and you going out to dinner in Indianapolis, me wearing a McAfee jersey? <laughs> do you think he does that? There's no way he does that. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I, just... I guarantee in college he was wearing his game jersey every time he went to class. No way, every dude. Time. I've never game seen anybody. Out. I've never interacted yeah. with anybody that's ever done this. Have you? I've never, I, me, I've <laughs> never have, AJ. I mean, as a, 
if you're being ironic, maybe, but I still don't see people do that. Like maybe in high school, I guess, when you're forced to, but you're kind of forced to wear them yeah. on Friday. Friday, so yeah. Yeah. You're kind of like, there's a chance he was paying tribute to uh, Rich Carlos, the great barefoot kicker of the Broncos, who kicked uh, the 1986 yeah. overtime winner after Elway led the drive. Oh, okay. Okay. fuck! All right, so I still have not seen somebody wear their own jersey in public. Then, okay, yeah. I'm happy we can go back. Carlos, what did it say? Did it say Wilson on the back though? Well, we haven't seen it. I saw a lot of Broncos fans and uh, Russell Wilson's fans uh, going, that's Boucher's jersey, you idiot. And I was like, oh, no, did I miss? Because that would be a oh, mess. That's not. He's number nine. Yeah. He's and also, bad. Russ can't watch PG-13 movies. So. <laughs> <laughs> My kids love that movie. Well, your kids are also drinking beer out of Lord's wow. yeah. At the age of yeah. six in 2022 somehow yeah. without services getting called. Yeah. That's Ohio. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a difference in there. But Russell Wilson was created to be an NFL quarterback. Yeah, he was. And if he was quarterback for my team, I'd be fucking pumped. I see him show up in his own jersey. I might, <laughs> I might have some questions, but I'm also thrilled that this guy <laughs> loves being a quarterback as much as he does. And then you 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 think about Aaron, how Aaron dressed up like Nicholas Cage from Con Air, and then <laughs> Russ is wearing his own jersey. I was we were laughing good 30, 45 minutes last night as I was putting a pitch stitch together of them next to each other, and then the entire conversation. I mean, there's just different ways to do things, you know. And everybody, Wait, why did Aaron throw his bag? I thought you would have an answer for that, hopefully, by the way. I wanted to ask him. I, I told him he should have dressed up as Garland Green. If you know that movie, that's oh, a different character. Nice. Steve Buscemi. What's wrong with you? Ooh. He's got, <laughs> he's got a sordid past. <laughs> Garland Green, not Aaron. Garland Green. Okay. Uh, well. Let's move on. Um, Julio Jones has signed a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay. By the way, Russ, hope you have a good season. Yeah, good luck, Russ. Good luck. Good cook, Russ. Hey, and we don't know this young generation, too. This young generation might be, uh, hey, how do they know people could buy a jersey and wear it out in public if I don't do it myself? You know, it might be. There's no rules. There's, you know, there's no rules to fashion. You can, no. like, if they say, oh, it's business casual, you'll see people in Zubaz pants. You'll see everything. Well, I'm actually fashion forward, too. I'm, uh, uh-huh. Mattel told me what, that. Oh, that's what's right. awesome, too, is, you know, just you, you put Aaron's picture next to you. You could have put Kyler, too, because Kyler – Russ is quarterback 24-7, 365. Kyler's only quarterback when he's at the facility. Like, the, that's what you want. You want Russ as a quarterback. And we'll have Darius Butler joining us here in, like, a few minutes. I'm excited to ask him about the Kyler Murray stuff because he was a massive film guy. Darius was a massive film guy. By the way, everybody that's pretty much good at football, <laughs> massive film people because it's like, uh, what else are you going to do all day, basically, I think, as a professional? But before we get to that, before Darius joins us, I want to ask you about your take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being able to pay everybody. Julio Jones, $6 million deal that could go up to $8 million. This came after we went off the air yesterday. He spoke this morning to local media in Tampa. He said the Packers were in a conversation. The Saints were in a conversation. The Colts were in a conversation. He ended up with Tampa, which probably less money than somebody else offered just because he wants to win a Super Bowl. And he said he's not there to step on any toes. He just wants to go and do his thing. It was a great interview by Julio, but fucking great snag for their fourth option, maybe. Fourth option for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is Julio Jones now. Yeah, I, I, I listened to uh, his interview that he did talking about it. It was cool to hear him say, like, yeah, I'm, it, well, he, what, he first asked what, if they had room for him on the roster down there, which is funny to hear Julio Jones say that. The guy is such Self-aware, a Self-aware, though, by the way, too. Yeah, good. And this is what, like, what a great addition to a team like this with Todd Bowles as the head coach now, like veteran guy that knows his way around the league, knows what's going on, knows how to treat veterans as well. And then Tom Brady, the quarterback, it, 
Yeah, this seems like a no-brainer, doesn't it? Why it, wouldn't Julio go there? Yeah, why didn't Julio go anywhere else? Uh, allegedly, it was because he wants to win a Super Bowl. That's what he wants mm-hmm. to do. He wants to win a Super Bowl. And now, I mean, I'm not going to do what sports media would do. I thought he would come to Indianapolis because, you know, a pretty good relationship. Sure. With this guy. Yeah, true. Pretty good relationship there. He said Aaron Rodgers came up in conversation. Mm-hmm. I assume the Packers might have offered more money. Potentially. Might have. Or, by the way, Julio might be saying all these team names just because it was angle. Just leverage yeah, for yeah, the Buccaneers, yeah. and you have to stick with it now. Because will the Saints, will the Colts, or the Packers ever come out from a position of authority and say, we did not talk to Julio Jones? Never. No. Never do that. Never, ever do that. Uh, won't take the time to do it. And also, won't potentially piss off their fan base for not talking yep. to Julio Jones. So it's a pretty good line there. Joining us now is a nine-year NFL vet in the secondary at corner, nickel, and safety. Now he's the host of the Man to Man podcast, and he's incredible. Every time he's behind a microphone, ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Hey, D-Butt. So this fellas, what's up? Hey, D-Butt, let's dive into what we're talking about right now. Julio Jones ends up in Tampa Bay. He said the Saints, the Packers, and the Colts were all in conversation this morning in a local mm-hmm. media interview in Tampa Bay. He said there was more money elsewhere, wanted to win a championship. Asked Tom, like, do you have room for me? Julio, there's no lingering injuries, allegedly. He's now maybe a third or fourth option for the Buccaneers. What is this going to look like, you think, as somebody that uh, has spoken very high regards of Julio Jones in the past? Yeah, I mean, just like you guys, I remember him, you know, in his heyday, obviously been in the league. It was Julio. And then for a lot of people, you know, everybody else, you know, I had AB up there as well. But I mean, his talent is unbelievable. He's only 33 years old. Obviously, he's dealt with some injuries. But those teams, Saints, Colts, I forgot the other one you said. Packers. Packers, Packers, yeah. Yeah, All those guys, you know, veteran quarterbacks, kind of a team, teams that are built and ready to compete uh, right now. So him going to Tampa and being a third or fourth option. I mean, that, that, that should work perfectly for him, perfectly for Brady. Um, hopefully he gets on that TB12 meth- method and, and tries to stay on that field. But, I mean, I'm not going to listen to the same people that told me, you know, Odell was washed when he was out in Cleveland. Uh-huh. You know, I still think it's a lot left in the tank for Julio, and he's in a perfect situation now left with offense. You know, you got Evans, you got uh, Godwin, and now you got uh, Tom Brady, obviously, at quarterback. Cam so, Brady, uh, too. Yep. Hey, Cam. Break, you got break. Yeah, so you basically replace, you know, Grunk and his productivity in the red zone. You know, you replace him with Kyle Rudolph and Julio. And I think, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good uh, replacement for that offense. D, but I don't know if you saw the clip uh, going around of Juju making a sweet diving catch at Kansas City's practice. How do you think they're going to work that guy into their uh, offense? I missed I missed the highlight, but um, you know he's. It was like the one where he jumped into the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was exactly like the one where he jumped into the pool in his TikTok ass. So it's it's paying off. Everybody's talking about it's it's paying off for the guy. It's making his rounds. That's what he wants. But he's a productive receiver. He's a tough guy um, across the middle, a chain mover, and I think they got some speed guys. Obviously, brought you know MVS over there. You drafted Sky Moore. Um, you got Hartman, guys that can take the top off of defense, but you need another underneath receiver, and I think he'll he'll fit right in with that offense perfectly. You got Travis Kelsey, who's kind of going to be their number one receiver, their number one target, one of the best targets overall in the league. So I think Juju, he's just going to have to make tough catches um, across the middle, obviously be a leader you know, in that locker room. He's, he's a tough, hard-nosed guy. I don't think he was ever going to be that replacement to A.B., that number one guy who you build your, your passing game around, but he's definitely a guy that you want, you know, in, you know, lining up to make tough plays in tough situations. D-Bot, all the teams that are good load up in the position groups of, like, skill positions because yeah. they know an injury's coming and they yep. know when the game matters, they need somebody who's going to be able to make a play for them. And it feels like the trend is to load up 
How do you feel about Juju going to the Chiefs? Now you got Julio Jones going to the Bucks. We assume the Rams are going to sign OBJ. How come everybody isn't doing this thing? Or are people trying and now the players are just choosing not to go to places? I mean, some, yeah, sometimes it's that. You know, I think uh, not often, not very often, you know, players pick and choose where they can go. But obviously a guy like Julio, he can do that. He's in a place where he's made a ton of money. He's played a lot of high-quality football. And now he wants um, a championship. And if I'm the Bucks. I would try to fit him in almost like a, a nickelback. You know, I'll bring him in situationally. He's not a guy that I, you know, want taking 50, 60 snaps a game. You know, you get 30, 40 snaps. And then when the games mean the most, uh, down the stretch, when his situation's third down, red area, things like that, you have Julio on the field. He's a guy who's going to get to spots and win one-on-one matchups. That safety is going to have to lean to Mike Evans. Someone's going to have to handle God when he's one of the best slot receivers um, in the game. And now you got Julio, who's a lot of times probably going to be matched up on that second and third corner in one-on-one situations. So I still like him uh, to thrive. But, yeah, it, it, it's, it's every, uh, every team is obviously in a different situation. Some teams manage the team and the cap better. And then, you know, what vets are available. I think the Saints got a great vet in getting juice. Uh, in the slot for, for Jameis. I think that was a great move for them as well. Um, whenever you look at the season and you try to project it, we all see it, don't we? Julio's about to have. Oh, yeah. There's going to be like week 12, week 13. It's going to be a massive game. Julio's going to have 163 touchdowns or something out of nowhere because somebody else got hurt. And it's going to be like, yeah, this is why they fucking, this is why you sign. This is why you sign a Julio Jones if you can sign a Julio Jones. Let's move on now. Uh, I know you, football IQ through the roof. It was awesome to kind of watch it be on display during team meetings. Questions would be asked. Who has the answer? Cut people in the room. Normally, only Darius Butler. This clause in the Kyler Murray contract was, mm. is not good for any, any party to be released publicly. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? And... Um, I mean, should everybody in that locker room be looking at Kyler a little bit sideways for how <laughs> fucking good he has been? And it's very evident he's probably nowhere near his potential right now. You know what? You know, players know. Yeah. I feel like players know for the most part, you know, who's grinding away at film, who kind of needs to do that. And some players honestly don't. You know, some players honestly have just a different uh, feel for the game. Some players can watch too much film oh. and kind of be out there thinking too much. Uh, I just saw an interview with Asante Samuel on um, I Am Athlete and something shocked me that he said he didn't watch a lot of film. He didn't watch much film at all. It was more of a feel. And I remember having him on our podcast and asking him who's the top five receivers he played. And he was like, man, I can't even tell you the top five receivers. I can tell you quarterbacks. So everybody kind of goes about um, their business differently. And now on this team, the optics are definitely bad, but I think from the Cardinals' standpoint, it was a great move for them. Yes. A smart move. Obviously, it was going to come out at some point, but we know the NFL by you know Friday, nobody will be talking about this anymore. Ah. But now they've set the expectations. Hey, at least four hours away from the uh, facility studying. Those expectations are in writing. Kyler knows, and now the whole team knows. Hey, he's investing, I guess, a little more. And the thing about film study, especially at that quarterback position. It's not only about you, you know, anticipating what's coming, knowing the protections, knowing the coverages. It's about your receivers, you know, the Paytons, the, the Tom Brady's, the Drew Brees of the world. You know, those guys are like cyborgs and they can go back and say, hey, you know, in the middle of a game, hey, Reggie, you remember how we ran this concept against the Patriots in week 11? Let's do it that way this next, you know, third and medium that we get. And Reggie just kind of knows he can go back to that. So when you know your quarterback or your other teammates are kind of on that different level and they're calling you 10, 11 o'clock at night talking about plays from practice, 
you know it's a different level of commitment. And I think the Cardinals did a good job by setting that uh, that standard. And Kyler, I mean, he's been unbelievable if you look at his athletic career up until this point. So it's hard to look at him and say, ah, you know, what you're doing isn't working, buddy. Um, so it, it's on him to obviously step up and improve. And it's on that coach, too. Cliff, Cliff got extended to this offseason. And I think he's been doing a good job. But down at, uh, you know, that last quarter of the season in the playoffs, they haven't been able to step it up and uh, make a push. So it's on everybody. And now we know the quarterback is committed. He's doing extra things away from the facility. The offseason, the baseball is kind of out of the picture at this point completely. And when you invest in $46 million a year into a player, fuck the optics. The, the results are the most important. I think the Cardinals did a great job with that. Cliff fucking said, ah, that ain't on me. Hey. <laughs> hey, so what do you think about the uh, four-hour film? So Cliff was like, fuck, I don't know. I heard about it from you guys. Yeah. Uh, that's somebody else. You're gonna have to ask somebody else about all that. Cliff's like, AJ, how, how, how much? How, how are you as a, as a player? Did you? Were you a big film at home guy? Uh, yeah, especially as the iPads became more and more. You know, those had everything loaded onto them. It was a lot easier. When I first got in the league, it was old school DVDs. You yeah, go ask to get the cut ups and what you want and all of that. Um, but what I wanted to ask you about that the addendum though, were you surprised like at the detail it went into saying? You can't have video games on. You can't just be playing in the background. And what do you think Kyler's going to actually do? <laughs> I mean, I shit, hopefully he just does the film shit. <laughs> Are they saying, hey, we don't want you in the face clan anymore? Is that what they're trying to say? Yes. I mean, I think, you know, you're putting that in writing. Look. This, these are the experts. And four hours a, a week, you know, that's that's not a lot. You can do 30 on a shitter. You know, that was my go-to. Anytime on a shitter, I got the iPad in there with me. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he can figure it out. But I, they were smart and saying, hey, no other distractions. And then in the offseason, you have another 9 million tied in the OTAs. So I think hopefully, you know, this is, you know, you get 40-something million, 160 guaranteed. Like, shit, I got to watch four hours of film away from like, that's, that's, you know, that's not a bad, I, I can deal with that, buddy. And I think uh, you'll probably see more teams probably put this, you know, in, in, in paperwork. Because we know of people, we know they keep track of iPads. Pat, we had a teammate oh, yeah. who got called out. And I don't know if you talked about this on the show yet, who kind of got called out in front of the team for not opening his iPad since early October. <laughs> There's somebody so, uh, in this fucking room <laughs> who hasn't opened their iPad since they got it. In this room, your teammate, somebody that's in here that says we're all in. You know, we're putting our chips. Remember, we got our grit chips. We had our grit chips. We put them all in. Somebody in this room hasn't opened her fucking iPad since the day they got it. That was awesome. I'll never forget that. I'm like, oh, shit, he's talking about me, I think. I think he's talking about me. It was not me. Oh, no. It was not me. It was uh, it was clearly somebody else. But they could track all of that. They could track all of it. It's it's a it's a whole different game. You're saying you're thinking that's going to go in for guys that aren't necessarily quarterbacks, though. Like, this is just going to become something that is now a standard almost. I have, I think from a business standpoint, like, way to go, Kyler, getting paid, yeah. basically, to do what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Like, all right, like, hey, Pretty this cool. is probably what you're supposed to do. You're thinking this is going to become a trend, though, huh? Yeah, I, I definitely don't think this is the last we see of it. And I think quarterbacks, for the most part, if you got a film ground on the team, it's usually at that uh, position. But you may see this at other positions. You'll be surprised at the amount of guys who either, you know, don't watch film or don't really know how to watch film. You know, unless you really have, like, a That's vet or you spend the extra time in the meeting rooms, that can help you as an individual uh, know exactly what you're watching, pick up different tendencies. Everybody kind of has their own way of going about it. But I think you need like an OG, somebody to kind of show you that way. Maybe Kyler didn't have that. And once again, the level of success he had, maybe he didn't think he needed it. And uh, so now we'll see if, uh, you know, if it works and if, if he takes another step. But even if he doesn't, 
you know in that locker room as a teammate, hey, we know this guy is at least studying more and watching wow. film uh, away from the facility. Kyler, come here. Kyler. Hey, listen. They put up a graph of when Call of Duty is dropped mm -hmm. and then your production immediately afterwards. Whoa. You tell me the truth. Yeah. You didn't give a fuck about our games whenever we were playing after Call of Duty dropped because how many people you were sniping? No. You were really good at the game? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, well, fuck you, kind of, but <laughs> at least I respect that you're just telling me the truth right there. Did you see that graph, D-Butt? I didn't. Dull. It is damning. I, we don't know if it's real. We have not legitimized <laughs> yeah. it. Wow. And obviously, there's other factors that go into having success at the quarterback position, like your wideout number one guy being there or not being there. But there's this, somebody put a tweet up. Uh, because of the addendum about video games being played in the background, everybody knows, I guess, he's a Call of Duty player. <laughs> The way he performs, and then as soon as the Call of Duty, which just so happens to line up, I think, with the final quarter yeah. of the uh -huh. season, boom, everything just drops off the last three years or whatever. It's just like, boom, and then, oh, we got to fucking get these uh, maps down. We got to get these maps. <laughs> boom, all the way down, and then they're just trying to play catch-up the entire time. Mm -hmm. There's other factors in there, but certainly an interesting little introduction into contracts in the NFL. Go ahead, Connor. For yeah, sure. Deba, now that training camp has started, how long does it take, whether it be like a D-back or a wide receiver or quarterback? back to know like oh we got a guy here and how long does it take for you know players to kind of get comfortable with each other on both sides of the ball um i don't know it's kind of different uh obviously the guys that are returning you kind of know you know who they are you know even like a mac jones who took a ton of reps at quarterback last year he comes in this year and you can see the difference maybe at the line of scrimmage or maybe just the throws the anticipation is different uh but for newer guys you don't really know until those lights come on. No, you know, those real, even the preseason, you know, preseason games, some guys look like all-stars at practice. But once those lights come on and things just go a little different, you can prepare as much as you, you want to. But once that game comes, it's going to be different challenges, different things that happen throughout it. And some guys step up and some guys get small under those lights. And then once the regular season comes, um, it's kind of that same thing. It's that, that notch up once again. And then as that season gets older and older and older it gets tougher and tougher to perform and that's kind of even what you're seeing with Kyler like because it's, it's easy to or easier should I say to get out week four week five and catch teams off guard when you get to week 13 week 16 17 playoff games at that point everybody knows what you're doing Peyton Manning Tom Brady everybody knew those plays you knew the offenses but the guys just executed and knew what was coming on the other side more. So you don't really know uh, with these guys for me until those real lights come on. I just – more money on the line at the end of the season. You know, playoff checks are on the line. More eyes are on the line. And there's more information for everybody yeah. to have. What trends are at this point, what you're likely to do. Remember, like, Baker Mayfield there, his first two years – Anytime there was any pressure, he's just rolling out to the right. Mm -hmm. So then defensive coordinators who have brains are like, okay, so we'll just show that we're going to go. He'll run, and then we'll just fucking feed. It will be boom, boom, boom. And that's hopefully why Kyler will be able to get even better, mm -hmm. right? Self-scout even in the, the film study of whatever he's doing. Oh, they're getting this tendency. They're getting that tendency. Hopefully somebody able to help him. I'm fucking pumped to see what Kyler can become oh, in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, and I'm happy it took them paying and putting a contract <laughs> addendum in there uh, to do it. Last question for me before I think Diggs has one for you, D. But did you see what this GM for the Minnesota Vikings said? Uh, and listen, Ooh. this guy might be a big dumb dipshit, honestly. <laughs> hey. He went to Princeton, so I guess mm -hmm. he's got a good brain and he reads books well and he's sure. very good at math. I just read one of his quotes. But now is not the time. Your first year as general manager, 
with a quarterback that you just paid $40 million guaranteed to who is maybe getting freedom and empowered for the first time in his career almost after what we've heard through about him and Zimmer to come on and be like, yeah, we ain't called Patrick Mahomes, we ain't called Tom Brady, do we? You got to find this nerd from uh-huh. Michigan State. And who wants something? He wants That's interesting because I think that is a real part of it all. Uh, managing the humans that are on your yeah, team yeah. as well as managing the roster. Some teams can do it great. Some teams can't. I think it becomes evident on who's successful and who's not. Am I wrong in overanalyzing all that shit, Deep? Uh, not, not, I know you're not definitely not wrong. You're just not good, especially from, you know, obviously GM, very, very important role. Um, but you, you know, you're not a coach, you're not a player and you're speaking on those guys in the roster. And that's our quarterback. That's the guy that we're, if you look around the locker room, it's probably realistically maybe eight to 10 teams who realistically you look around the locker room, you say, all right, you know, we've got enough talent in here to actually make a run and go for it, you know, win the whole damn thing. The Vikings will be one of those locker rooms, in my opinion. And, and, and Kirk Cousins, a lot of people, you know, take jabs at him. He's kind of like the, the line for above average or below average. But I think Kirk Cousins is a damn good quarterback. And no, very, very honestly speaking to GM, he ain't Patrick Mahomes. He ain't Josh Allen, Lamar, one of those guys. But he's a good quarterback in this league. I don't, I don't think, you know, that, I don't think you do that to your guy. Um, especially when you're preparing for the season. This is at the point where we're all getting those first meetings and everybody say, hey, the goal for this year is the Super Bowl, baby. We got the guys. In. Yeah, we got the guys. You look around, you look at your quarterback. So uh nah, you, you don't you don't do that. But maybe it puts an extra chip on uh Mr. March's shoulder, uh Kirk Cousins. He'll go out there and do his thing this year. How about Kevin O'Connell in his first team meeting as NFL head coach? You know, <laughs> rallying the troops. We got the guys in this room. Look around. Look around. Questy did a great job putting this roster together. Mm-hmm. Questy, you want to say anything? Everybody's good about <laughs> quarterback. All right, thank you, Quest. Go Fuck. get him. All right. Uh, let's go to break up in a position group. Jesus yeah. Christ. I mean, that is just an interesting way to start. And you said. Oh, that- man. Why are we speaking about quarterbacks? That I saw you post the Russell Wilson shit last night. Warzone so Jersey. Sweet. Public. So sweet. I, so, I, so sweet. So, right. cool. so cool. So cool, d You don't have the confidence to do it. Nobody in the history of anybody we've ever known has had the confidence to do that. I couldn't believe it. When I saw it, I literally went back <laughs> on Wikipedia to 1960 because I just knew it was some quarterback in Broncos history I would I didn't know about, you know, before pre-Elway. I just knew he had on the throw his throwback. Went back all the way to 1960. I said, oh I text one of his old teammates, bruh. Just sent him the picture. He was like, bro, he had he said he had it made and then just sent a bunch of crying like this is different. Different dude, different level confidence. The truck, <laughs> the truck is sweet. Yeah. But walking into training camp. Which like that's that's wild. He's out of a movie, D. But he's a movie. Got to be, yeah. Every day, is he moving a lot of merch. Team three merch. Yeah, Gotta sky be. blue AJ. Yeah, come on, Christ. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know if I've ever be. seen anybody in wearing the gear other than Russ. Oh, yeah. get out of okay. here. Open your eyes. Russ isn't the only one wearing his jersey in public, dude. Come I'm on. fucking hey. Go ahead, Diggs. Uh, D-Butt, <laughs> so I saw a report that Sam Darnold's going with the ones today. Baker will go with the ones tomorrow, and I assume they'll switch on and off. And then I just watched a video where Baker threw an interception Uh-oh. where he underthrew the ball by no less than 20 yards. Is it given that he's going to start sure, on? Surely they're on the same page, right? Yeah. Him and the wide receiver. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm saying, is it a given that he's going to start no. week one? Um, if I had to bet on it, I would bet that he would. Um, and it's gonna it's gonna be tough though. It's gonna be some growing pains. Obviously, this is his first action with these um, receivers. I didn't see the clip, but I don't really pay much attention to uh, training camp camp clips. 
I expect Sam Darnold, they're probably telling Sam Darnold, like, look, you got the leg up. You've been here. The guys know you know the offense. You've been here all offseason. It's your job to lose. So Baker's going to have to come in there and outplay him. Um, but I think the talent gap uh, between those two players, it may not show up in practice, but when those real lights come on, like the talent gap is it, it, marginal between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. I think Baker Mayfield is a, a much better quarterback. And since we have you two defensive stooges on, um, <laughs> unless everybody on the offense is back and they're running the same offense, beginning of training camp normally see ball, get ball, defensive advantage? Hmm. The answer is yes. You guys used to fucking just ah. smoke every single year, first couple weeks. Deep. I thought, oh, we're punting 7,000 times this year. That's that's used to be what I would think the first week of training camp normally. Well, you, as as a vet, you just got to know, all right, especially with the same team. You're coming in, you know install day ones. I know what kind of simple – I know what kind of install, what kind of route concepts you're getting. I know – so you can kind of jump some plays. As things get a little more complex, uh. it gets a little more harder. But, yeah, the first week, you, you know, you know, okay, I got a flat. All right, I'm jumping this curl. Like, you know what's coming. Yeah, and then the twos and the threes also quickly realize, oh, they're running the same fucking plays. <laughs> same <laughs> plays. Yeah, tell that. Same yeah, you plays, tell the twos. Deba, we should let people know, if you're not, a, you're not a one, especially during training camp, watch the first group because they will probably be running the same offensive plays against you. Say you're on defense, you're with the yep. twos. Watch that first. And who, it's not cheating because they're showing you the plays. Oh, so go be in the right spot my, when you get in. I will say, as an observer, I will say, I mean, it's not cheating, but it certainly gets treated as such. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it? I mean, there's always, you oh, be a little, you can't be obvious about it. Aren't you so yeah. smart? Just fucking saw it. Like, there's a position group that is pissed. Uh, probably always wide receiver coach, maybe quarterback yeah. coach. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's what we're doing hey, now. Uh, that's been a pro. That's been a pro. You got to take mental reps. See what happens. And you trying to make the team, you know. And that those yeah. are those those practices should be like damn near games. Uh, so when you go in and you got your install the night before. Go over that install. Come in the next day with some questions. And once again, just like AJ said, you're gonna see the same plays scripted over and over. You don't. You only have so much time in training camp. You got to make sure everybody can learn and, and, and pick up the plays and, and run them. So. Uh, Take that. That's a, that's a good nugget right there from AJ. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, it, it was pretty quick, me and Vinny, uh, just watching practice. Oh, these are the same plays over and over again. And then there would be, like, a guy who was a special teams guy that I liked, you know? <laughs> special teams guy that I liked on, like, the threes. I'm like, hey, they're running the same Watch fucking slant. plays. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're running the same. Let's go ahead and fucking make this team here, pal. Well, you it's your problem. That's the thing, though. You get, you'll get you never get yelled at worse, I feel like, a coach. Say you go in with the twos and they run like a boot, and you're backside, and you're supposed to have the guy coming back across the formation, and you're chasing all the way across the field, and the coach is like, hey, they ran this play three minutes ago, you idiot. Yeah. So one, <laughs> what are you doing? Stay home. Yeah, they use it against you, but then if you do it, they say, oh, will you be able to do it when you don't know what's coming? Like, it's it's uh, it's got to be a little we, – Hey, we, we not, don't be obvious. Not, yeah, we're not worried about the offensive coach. Sometimes yeah. some coaches tell you, if it's a coach, you know, coaching and trying to cover their ass, hey – because they know the script. They know the offensive script. Hey, keep it. Remember what we talked about? Inside leverage. <laughs> no inside leverage, remember. Absolutely. Do not give up inside leverage on this. Particular. What's that? Just oh, yeah. The ball is coming fucking hot. <laughs> inside. These are the games of training camp in which, you know, everybody loses their mind. Um, PUP lists are happening. Non-football injuries and illnesses are happening. Uh, 
not able to pass physicals happening, mm-hmm. injured reserve. It's a fucking wild time, D, but what are you looking at as a whole? Derwin James, I guess, is a hold-in right now with the Chargers. Uh, he is allegedly to become the highest-paid safety in the Ooh. NFL. Ari Mirov, uh, at My Sports Update, a pro football focus. Chargers safety Derwin James is at training camp but not practicing with the team as he waits for a new deal. Both sides have been working on it, and James will be on the field once it gets done. Expectation is James will become highest-paid paid safety in NFL history. Every new deal that breaks whatever record is the highest in yep. NFL history. Congrats to all the players getting rich. Tom Telesco just signed Pat White. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Yo, Tommy. let's go, Pat. Pat White's now coach. Fucking love Pat White. Happy. Pat White could have took our team and led our team right into Baghdad when we were in college. That's the type of leader he was, that guy. Beloved yeah. by you would have had a fuck, you would have had a fucking chance, too. He, hey, thank you. We had some dogs on that team for sure, but I'm happy Pat's getting an opportunity to kind of finish his football life how it's supposed to happen. Uh, being a coach, Tom Telesco awesome. Will he get the deal done with Derwin James? Highest paid in NFL history. What does he mean to that team? And how do you you just think a hold in is just like we're close, but I'm not getting hurt before we finish it? Is that what a hold in basically is? That's smart. Smart, yeah. Pretty much, that's what it sounds like. But it's smart. You're showing up. You know, you're still in meetings, still in walkthroughs, which I think I'm a, I'm a big, big walkthrough guy. And even back to that film study stuff, if you're in a walkthrough, I, I feel like that's more valuable sometimes in practice and definitely more valuable than watching film for most guys out there. But Derwin James, he can do everything. You know, he can blitz. He can cover. He can he can tackle in space. He's a one safety that I've seen do a good job uh, one-on-one with Travis Kelsey in the league, and obviously that's going to be a divisional rival. So I think it's important that you lock him up. Uh, him, <laughs> him not being healthy uh, a couple years probably has what, what held it up to this to this point. But uh, Derwin James is, is is unbelievable. Obviously looking forward to um, Lamar getting paid as well. You know, obviously the 160 guaranteed to Kyler, and you got 230 to Deshaun. I feel like he'll probably fall somewhere in between that. I just give him, I give him four years, two hundred mil right now, fully guaranteed. That way he he kind of fall. You don't you're not giving him two thirty. He's going to be highest paid annually, so you can say that as an agent. You can say that when it comes on TV and the deal comes across the bottom of the screen, and then you you you're locked up to a guy who's obviously phenomenal at the position and only only wins. Just got to get better in the playoffs. And the and you know. His, he's his agent, I think, but he can also get another bite at the apple for oh, years yeah. from now. Yeah, so at least. It's just good news for everybody. Maybe that'll be what they do before training camp ends. Maybe not. We'll keep an eye on Derwin James and all the other situations brewing. We appreciate the hell out of you, Darius. Appreciate y'all, man. See you soon. Hey, wear your jersey next time we see yeah, you. Come please. on. You know what? I will. Hell yeah. I will. Shit, it's, it's fair game now. That's what we do. Pat, I mean, you can wear this one, too. The Steelers one. Boys. I'm going to get a new truck, too. All right. Jerry's well, father, thank you. Thank you. Us now is a man who has a fight on August 20th for the welterweight championship in which he is the owner of. The last time he was on this show, the power went out because of how electrifying he was while describing his walk to the octagon. He'll be fighting a man who's younger than him and taller than him August 20th, but I don't think anybody is betting against our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, Kamaru's man. What's up, man? 
Thanks, Pat. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I love how you stand up too when you uh, <laughs> when you introduce me. I love it. Well, I get excited, you know, because uh, some people get small in that moment. I become a giant, you know, whenever I'm going to talk on you. <laughs> I see. Hey, that promo I you see what you did there. Yeah, the promo the promo you cut on this show was one of the greatest fucking things I've ever heard. Describing your mentality and your emotions while walking to a cage, it was so good. It literally shut down power in this whole block. So we apologize for that the last time. Oh no, it's all good. I'm just, uh, I'm happy for you guys. I'm glad your your building didn't burn down, <laughs> you know, with that fire. <laughs> Could you imagine if we did? Oh, Could yeah. you Thought imagine? It was, gonna yeah, it was a little scary. I mean, we got a little high off the cooking of the electrics, uh, electronics that were on fire right here, about ten feet away. But we're happy you're back. You're in the middle of camp right now. How far into camp are we? Are you always in shape? Is there any drastic changes? And how does the body feel right now, champ? Well, uh, for lack of better words, I would say we're probably balls deep in the camp right okay. now. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're deep in there. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we, 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 uh, we've got a, a couple of weeks on August 20th, so that's less than less than four weeks away. Uh, at this point, the body is uh, – today I really felt it. I'm glad you asked that. Today my body really felt like, shit, let's get this over with. It's about time to go scrap and, uh, and go home and, and, and eat some food. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, I've heard you talk about um, how much like knee pain and knee issues you have that you you a lot of times aren't even able to run before fights. Is it still that way, or do you see it ever? Is there anything you can do to to make that feel a little bit better? Yeah, um, you know, first and foremost, I want to say you know, last time we didn't get to really interact as much. You know, Pat was stealing all the, uh, <laughs> he still he still all the time. But uh, you know, I um, you know, say I want to. Obviously, yeah, you get to hopefully you get to ask a lot more questions this time, Pat. Oh, you know, so relax, it, relax. Was it a bad relax, interview, Pat. Kamar? You're welcome. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't bad. It was a great interview. Great. Uh, you know, that just goes to test of the greatness that's on this show. So, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I go, see man. all the greatness that's here. But to answer your question, uh, no, the knees are feeling a lot better. I've got uh, some really good PTs, physical therapists that are doing some different exercises now that's really starting to open up some of the things in that joint to where I'm able to use both my legs now. I'm still not running. You know, we're, we're, we can just, that's for the birds. I'm, I'm done with that. If I could still, if I could still get the, the conditioning that I need in order to stay at the top and not necessarily have to run, I, I love it. But right now we are, we're trying some different methods on the physical therapy and my knee's doing a lot better. So that those knee pains are, a lot less severe now. I don't know how many questions AJ is going to get, but I do know he has two bad <laughs> knees, as do I. Uh, we, you're looking at a this is a bad <laughs> knee crew here. What do you do instead of running? Because running is a nightmare. Running downhill, biggest nightmare mm -hmm. of all time. What do you do instead to keep the cardio up? Is it just fighting? Yeah, I would say mainly fighting. You know, uh, but every everything that I do as far as training, we we try to implement some, uh, some way to where I'm able to get my body into that red zone. So a lot of people, they think shape is just going outside and running. And, and as long as I could run a mile in such a good time, I'm in shape. And that's, that's, that's not necessarily true. You know, for what we do, shape is based on how you can grapple, stand up, throw punches and get back into grappling. How you're able to recover in the midst of those transitions. That's really where that shape is. <laughs> You know, you know, old timers, when old time, you know, your grandpa walks by you and he wants to show you that he used to, he still got it. He used to wrestle. That's what Pat just did. That movement right there. <laughs> Boom. 
Boom. Hey, are you really going to go up to 205? You're going to skip 185 and just go up there to 205 and dominate everybody? Is that the plan? You know, it's crazy that people think that I'm joking when I said this. They, they, they really think that I'm joking. Like At the end of the day, one of the biggest things and one of the, the, the biggest quotes that I live by, and that's because I know it, I felt it myself. Fatigue makes cowards of everybody. Huh. It doesn't matter who you are. And so you could be at 205, let's just say those guys are going to fatigue a lot faster than I will. And so, yeah, I, I definitely think I can hang with those guys. Now, let's be clear. Let's be honest. I'm not saying I'm going to run through everybody in the, the light heavyweight division. That's not true. That's not what I'm saying. Kinda. I just feel that the top, <laughs> I just feel like the top two, top three guys that's at the top of that division, I feel like I can be. So you can run You're through everybody. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then you go on to heavyweight after that. I'd recline. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good on that. I'm good on that. What's every day weight? What's every day weight that you walk around at? Right now, uh, I've kind of got it down to where I'm staying around that 190. Some days I float below the 190, but I like to stay around that 190 because that's that's the good weight, my, my good threshold to where I still have a little bit of fight on me that I need to be able to get through those tough cardiovascular training days. So I've got some fats and, and I still got, I'm still high in muscle, but you know, here in the next couple of weeks, we'll start to kind of get that off to oh, where we make that cut right it, down to 170. Isn't that like the biggest advantage though? Weight, that's why there is weight classes. Like going to 205 would be a massive jump for you, wouldn't it? Is there, you're, about, you're, you're just saying your body could handle the weight and you think you'd be very comfortable up there? Because the guy you're fighting, for instance, Mr. Edwards here, he's taller than you and he's younger than you. But weight-wise, yeah. same. Isn't the weight the biggest thing? And that's why when you see some smaller fighters go up a level, they're all, they get bullied almost. That, that isn't something you think your body is meant to be heavier and you don't think that'll be a bigger difference at all no uh, um weight does make a difference let's be honest because it, it's different when I'm, I'm if it's 170 pounds behind a, a straight right to the face that's a lot different than 205 pounds behind that straight ah. right to the face so weight does make a difference but at this level it, it becomes a systematic approach if i'm able to wear you out without taking that 230 pounds behind that punch to my face, you know, and I'm able to wear you out. That 230 pounds is going to feel like 140 pounds, you know, by the time we get into the later rounds. So, you know, it just, it's going to be a strategic, of course, I'm not just going to go in there and try to just bang it out with a, a light heavyweight. No, you know, pause, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I'm going to systematically go in there and that, that's where me and my coaches are really going to have to put our brains together and come up with the master plan to be able to wear these guys out. But one of the biggest things that I want to show is, you know, a lot of people say, oh, pound for pound, pound for pound. That's basically, that's like a, you know, they're just basically saying, okay, we think that if you were at that weight, you could potentially do something. Well, guess what? I want to show you that. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily have to be at that weight. I can go up there and still dominate because I am the pound-for-pound champion. No one's ever done it, and I think that would be a good stamp to put down on this sport by the time I I walk away from it. Obviously, you have a massive fight coming up, but it seems like you have thought about this pretty well. What time frame would that be, you think, to make that move? And is that a decision that you can make by yourself, or does Dana obviously have to come involved in that conversation? And how how would the process shape there, being the champ at one class, and then saying, you know, I'm going to jump up, 
Uh, 35 pounds. I mean, that's a big jump. Like, how does that whole thing work? Yeah, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a joint decision. So it's my decision and, and Dana as well, because I have to go to them and say, hey, Dana, that's, that's what I want next. But it's, it's one of those things that, like, of course, I, I'm fighting Leon Edwards next, but I, I recognize that I'm fighting Leon Edwards. I don't take anything away from him. I know this is a tough one, and I'm fully focused on Leon Edwards. But at the same time, my life and my career, where I am now, has been a whole thought-out process. It's been a, a manifestation of, of what I've kind of put into place and what I've thought about in my head. So I think it, and I say I'm going to do it. Chances are, given the opportunity, I'm going to do it. Let's go! Yeah. I love that. You know, when I was uh, punting balls for a living, if I had any thoughts <laughs> other than punting balls, people like, you should focus on punting balls. So you give them the whole, like, hey, I got a lot of respect for Leon Edwards, okay? I'm training my fucking ass off. Let's not act... But there is moments in life where you get to think about things other than just one particular fight. I think we'd all be very excited to see you go improve that pound for pound badassness. Uh, go ahead, Ty Schmidt. Hey, Kamara, last time you were on the show, you mentioned how, you know, like the amount of stress and pressure you get when you, you've defended the title so many times. But when you start thinking about moving up, is that motivated by the fact that, like, you've, you've cleaned out that division? Like, there really isn't anything else for you to prove. Like, would that be something where you would still bounce in between and go back and defend that? Or would you just, if you do move, would you vacate the title and just go kind of focus on light heavyweight? I would absolutely. The craziest thing, I think, is, is to be able to bounce back and forth. And with the weight class in between, you're skipping over that weight class. I don't think anyone has ever done that, and I don't think anyone will for a long time. So if I'm given that opportunity, I 100% would like to do it. I think right now there's really no clear-cut number one contender in that welterweight division coming up next. So I would say, of course, if I'm able to, to you know, get through Leon Edwards and then bounce up at 205 and get that strap, that would be enough time for these guys to figure out you know, what they're doing here in that, in that welterweight for someone to be able to step up to show that they're the real number one contender for me to come back down. Because it's got to be worth my time now. Time is money. I'm not getting any younger, so it's got to be worth my time. That's fucking awesome. I know you beat uh, Leon back, what, 2015? Does that have any impact on this fight? Um, technically, no. And I, and I said this before. Uh, Leon Edwards is saying, oh, he just watched the fight and this and that, and, and, and he sees that. You know, he's gotten better technically in certain spots, and, and I've also gotten better in certain spots. But one thing that these guys don't understand is that I'm not fighting you technically. Of course, there's certain things that I need to watch out for with technically with where you're good and where you're not so good. That, that's not necessarily how I fight, guys. I fight your heart. I fight your head. I fight your heart right here. This doesn't lie. Your heart doesn't lie. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter how strong you are, how big you are, how tough you are. This is what I'm fighting. And I know that I can break him. I've done it before, and I will do it again. Yeah, you're a dog, huh? Always been a dog? Always just, oh, I mean, the, the way you just said that, I mean, technically you can work on whatever. I'm going in there to take your fucking soul, pal. Like that, have you always had that? Has that always been something? I know you're a national champion wrestler, obviously, and you've been great as champion and almost fucking an unstoppable force, pound for pound, best fighter. Have you always been just an absolute dog? And when do you think you got that? It, it's, uh, it's one of those things that it, you just kind of create it. 
you know, uh, and we can all attest to that. You know, there's there's times when you're you're by yourself and you're in those fields and you're you're and you're kicking balls by yourself in those fields, and you're you're just you're you're learning where to place the ball, how to place the ball, and and there's no one with you. It might not be a coach with you. It might just be you. It might just be you and the ball in the field, and 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 you as well. Just training. There's those moments to where you're just by yourself. These are moments to where you actually start to grow and build that dog. You know, you build it, you build it. You know, I don't need a coach next to me to tell me, all right, great job. You did great there. I don't need a teammate or a friend or a mom and dad to be next to me and say, great job and, and clap for you. No, this is the times that I spent, that you spend by yourself putting in those work, even when it's tough, even when it's hard. That's what builds that dog. And these guys don't understand what I've been through all through my life to get to a certain point where, hey, you could be as skillful as you want to be. But when it comes down to bite down and we're both tired, you're exhausted, I'm exhausted, chances are my dog and that, that lion inside me is a lot bigger than their, than theirs. Bro, you're fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. I absolutely love you. I appreciate you stopping by. I wish you nothing but a continued and healthy camp and successful camp. Can't wait to watch in August, pal. You beat the hell out of a guy you've already beat. And then... Put on 35 pounds. Let's go. Yep. And just go on up and do it to somebody else. You're the best, man. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me back on. Did AJ get enough fucking questions? Cheers, AJ, okay. I think we're, we balanced it out there. We right. it out. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Perfect. the champ. Pound for pound champ. Kamaru is with hey. 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 He's a monster. Yes. Bro. <laughs> He's so tough and so good. Like, watch it. I don't know how much you've seen him fight. Like, yeah, he – I think he's a superstar. I don't know if he's crossed over into mainstream as much as he should, oh, but yeah. the guy is so good. Well, he's hilarious. He's motivating. He's yeah. inspiring. And I love just the – yeah, seven years ago, he's gotten technically better. So have I. <laughs> yeah, so have I. But we have also had a – we've had a meeting before. And you have experienced my fucking will. Mm -hmm. And you – and I've experienced your will. And that is really all we should be talking about. It's basically what Usman just said there. That was all, that speech you just gave about when you're alone. Because people talk about it being pillow talk whenever you're in bed all by yourself at night and it's just you and your thoughts. What are you saying to yourself? Those workouts too. When you are all by yourself, you grow. It's, uh, that was fucking incredible. I love that guy. Yeah. I love that's that guy. That's what gives you confidence. That, those workouts by yourself, the stuff that you're doing that nobody sees, you don't have to tell people and all of that. Like that's... Yeah, that's why you are confident stepping into that cage or doing whatever you're doing because you put the work in. When the lights are off and nobody's watching, the work you put in there will be seen by everybody as soon as the lights come on or something. There's like a hundred different cliche speeches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What you do in the dark will come to the light. I think a lot of people take that as a negative, but I've heard it used as motivation before for whenever you're not around anybody, what you're doing there. We will learn quickly as soon as these lights come on, what you've put in, what you've invested, and that's why you put an addendum in the contract to watch four hours of extra film. That's Bingo. exactly right. Let's get to a break. Speaking of that situation, we'll talk to Andrew Brandt, the man who signed this dude to his first ever. Kyler has his worst year yet this year after the four hours. If I'm Kyler, hey, if yeah. I'm Kyler and I'm truly committed to Call of Duty and other games, I'm potentially thinking about having my worst year yet, so then they take that thing out and I can get back to not even having a fake like I'm watching the Sorry, I've been watching too much film lately. Too, am I too smart? Man, I was much better when I didn't know what the fuck was going on anyway. <laughs> Wound up. What's the deal? Well, you're I'm a field player. I need to play by feel. Well, you're probably overthinking it. Well, why am I overthinking it? Oh, because you guys gave me so much to fucking think about. Remember that? <laughs> Put it in the contract. Yeah. 
I mean, true. that's a real thing. Like, you don't, you definitely don't want him overthinking. It's true. And he is a reactionary quarterback, uh, right? Yeah, just want him to feel maybe more comfortable pre-snap. You know, like, hey, what's the defense doing? Like, that's probably what they they would like. He'd have a little feel on what's what they may be trying to do to you. Hey, Kyler, listen, you don't need to know that what other cerebral quarterbacks know. Like, if a guy's left foot is in front of his right foot, it's probably cover two. Okay, we don't need you. We don't need you looking at people's you know stances and where they line up in defensive line because you talk to like Aaron and Peyton, everybody. They say they start breaking down defense by the D line mm-hmm. first, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go, then they go back and they can kind of tell what's going to happen. We don't need you to do all that. All we want is for you to have a fucking heads up on who's coming. That's us. Please. All right? That's all we want. We don't need anything else. You still be you. Just have a little heads up if this fucking guy's going to kill you or not. It'll make everybody's job easier. I wonder if that's what they're saying to him. Yeah, probably. I would like to see how it went back and forth if Kyler was like, didn't want to sign that addendum. Like, did he push back at first? I'm a gamer. They want me to not game. Does he have to make a burner account, though, so they don't know when he's playing online? All right. Most guys have tried different ways to last longer in bed, but thinking about how many players your team has on the pub list doesn't always work. That's why the folks at Roman, an online men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes. Hell yeah. The secret to longer-lasting sex. Hell yeah. Roman Swipes are clinically proven way to last longer in bed. They're effective, easy to use, and fast-acting. But... They don't require a prescription. Swipes are great. They will not transfer to your partner, so you can last longer without worrying. Go to GetRoman.com slash Pat and get $10 off your first order of swipes, plus free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com slash Pat. Uh, welcome back. Shout out to Roman for having Shout. people have long, long, long sex. Hell yeah. sex. Mm-hmm. Twitter has added a status that you can put on what? on top of your tweets. No way. So just look for mine to always say, fucking working, dude. Okay? <laughs> and that's what everybody else should be doing. And Russell Wilson just has one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard in my entire life. Of course. The man who showed up in his own jersey to training camp yesterday in front of a sick, pimped out Dodge truck, uh-huh. uh, Dodge Ram 2500, says, you know, uh, if somebody says you got to do X amount, I triple it. Love it. <laughs> Let's 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 ride. <laughs> let's do it, Russell Wilson. Uh, joining us now is a man who's been on all angles of NFL operation. He was an executive for the Packers, in which he handled contracts. He's been an agent in many different sports. He's broken down things to us that many people can't. He speaks to the dumbs mm. as if we are not that dumb. We appreciate the big brain on this man, ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Brand. Andrew! What's up, pal? How you guys doing? How you doing, Age? Great, Andrew. How you, what do you do? You miss this time of year, not being that good with the team. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Players don't miss training camp either. It seems like my they- life's too good. You know what? What was interesting, AJ, is be, for people like me, it was so different than the normal people. People that are agents, people that are work on the business side. Once you get to this time of year, your work is largely done. Now there are a few extensions going on in training camp. There are things like that going on. You got to worry about PUP and NFI and all that. But the bulk of the business of the NFL gets done before you even start. So I would get everyone settled in Packers camp and get everything settled, and then I'd get out of there for a few days. 
because that's when my work was basically done. You got on vacation, add to the status. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> but, uh, Put that on yeah. my status. Yeah, yeah, I respect it. I respect it. Um, you always say there will be lawyers, and yeah. it's, it's real. The business of sport, you are a massive voice in it. Uh, and honestly, your reels on Instagram have been fantastic, your tweets, your newsletter. We have benefited greatly from your brain and your experiences, so we do appreciate you. Thank you, Andrew. Have you, in all your years, have you ever, ever seen an addendum that says independently we need you to fucking invest in this company invest in this team like basically everybody else at your position who's ever had success before this kyler murray thing now dan patrick asked ian rapaport who wanted this out who leaked this information and ian rapaport said he had to go through some different things and not every contract is leaked publicly but if you have the right sources you can get your hands on it the cardinals didn't want this out Kyler didn't want this out. Kyler's agent didn't want this out. Uh, is this normal that we don't normally hear about? Or is this setting a precedent, you think, for the future on things you just expect players to do now being written into contracts? First thing first, I've been around the league for 35 years as an agent, a team executive with the Packers for 10 years, and now as a media analyst the last 10 years. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen a clause in a contract legislating, mandating, studying the playbook. I have never seen a clause in a contract that requires homework for something that all the players do. I've never seen in a clause in a contract that puts in writing a requirement to prepare for the next game opponent for a, what seems like a minimum of four hours. This is stunning. This is stunning. We have a 200, 220-something million dollar contract. It was framed as 46 a year like Deshaun Watson. It's not 46 a year because... Watson was a five-year deal. This is a seven-year deal. Watson had five-year full guarantees. This is more like three years full guarantees, and then we'll see after that. But this was a ton of money. You can't say this is a bad deal for Murray because 36 and a half a year, he's got 105 coming over the first three. That's a good deal. But to put this in there, and $9 million of workout bonuses are in there, so he's got to be there 85 90% of workouts in the offseason, which tells me and you and AJ and everyone, they don't trust this guy. Uh, yeah. They don't trust him to work in the offseason, in the weight room, and certainly in the classroom. They have seen something over these three years that tells them we need to financially incentivize the offseason work and we need to legislate and lawyer in through the contract, oh, the study clause. Oh, yeah. Never seen anything like it, Pat. Well, I'm, I'm happy, but there's more work for the lawyers. That's uh -huh. great. Go ahead, uh, AJ. Andrew, is there any way that, like, how would the team come back and try to get money from Kyler if they feel like he's in breach of contract and he, he had a, a video game, he was playing video games while his iPad was running, he didn't hit the controls enough? Like, how do they even figure it out? Well, first of all, let's talk about the legal part before the, the monitoring. The legal part to me is this is no money. You don't get money by doing the, con doing the four hours, and you don't lose money if you don't do the four hours. Here's what it is. It would be a breach if you don't put in the required independent study of four hours game preparation each week. What does that mean? That means future guarantees would void. So this contract has, depending on how you look at it, full versus injury, roughly 150 million total of guarantees. So the way I read this is, say we're in week one in five weeks from now, and he doesn't put in the four hours, he could potentially lose 150 million of guaranteed money. That's the way it reads. And again, there will be lawyers, but 
Are you kidding me? That's in the contract? So it could void future guarantees. Now, how do they monitor it? Now, there's some big brother shit going on. I don't know how they're going to monitor it. <laughs> well, there, there has been, by the way, with the, in, the iPads being introduced into film study, and obviously it's Microsoft Surfaces. Yeah. But mm -hmm. as every human has an iPad in the NFL handed to them with the playbook on it, with the plays on it, it's... It makes it a lot easier. I think AJ even talked about it a lot. Like, I was there during the transition into the iPad world, and although I was not this massive film study person, it was nice to be able to just fucking pop something out from practice earlier, and if you just want to look at it. And, and then we found out, due to one of our teammates not never opening his iPad, that they were able to track said time on the iPad. And I think they're even able to track if you just hit play and let it run for four hours, how much action's on it. I mean, if you're Kyler and you really want to get out of this, you just pay somebody 50000 a year to just, hey, just need you to watch the film. Mm -hmm. Pause, slow-mo, replay, go forward. But it's fast. Do you think this is a precedent going forward? You think it's, You think a lot of teams are going to start thinking about this? And shouldn't players, like the way Ian spun it afterwards, Rapport was like, he already does this. This is just, you know, making sure it happens. Like, well, Kyler should have been offended then, right? Shouldn't Kyler have been offended that this is the first time that this ever happened? I don't know. Like, what do you think? How do you think it plays out for future contracts? Yeah, I'm trying to look in the background of this. If we remember back in February or March, Eric Burkhart, who's the agent for Hostage. Kyler. Yeah. Chose Eric this. puts out this missive on social media, if you remember. Long thing about Kyler and the Cardinals. What that told me was that Eric went right after the season and said, all right, let's go. Let's do a big extension. And they kind of said, no, we're going to wait. You know, just chill. We're going to wait. So he got mad, and here we go. And we got rumbles of discontent throughout the offseason, perhaps from Kyler. What's he going to do? Is he going to show up for camp? And then we see, well, all of a sudden, last week, we got a deal. And as I said, it was spun out there like a 46.1 average, and it's beating Deshaun Watson. And it's the best deal in history. You look at the fine print, it's not that on the money and the guarantee, but then you really look at the fine print, and this comes out. I know Ian said maybe it's not the team, but listen, we know it's not Burkhart and Murray. Yeah. This is not a good look for them. No, no, no. In all. terms of how it's getting out Well, there. and for the Cardinals, they just paid a hundred some million dollars guaranteed. Well, I don't die. know if the Cardinals put it out there, but it seems like someone put it out there to say, hey, this contract's not as good as you think, Oh, got it. and this is some weird stuff in there. As far as precedent, I, I can't imagine, I did this for 10 years, like with people like AJ, I can't imagine going to a player and say, hey, by the way, you, we got to put this in, you got to study, and if you don't, you lose 100 million of guarantees. I mean, obviously they agreed to it. So I think Kyler and Eric said, all right, you're going to give us 105 guaranteed, you know, you're going to give us 230, all right, you know, put it in I there. It will work, I guess. But, you know... And, <laughs> If I'm another Cardinals player that's coming up for a big deal, I don't know who the big deal would be next for that team. I'm not going to – I mean, if they can, are they going to try to say, well, we got it in for our best player. you got to use it too. I'm going to buck up against that if I'm that player. No. Yeah, no. and if I'm the agent, by the way, you just gave a bunch of money to a guy that doesn't watch film. I'm fucking first one in, yeah. last one out. I do this, I'm this. Like There is uh, – it's not good for either side, I don't think, going public. But we're running out of time, and I have more questions for you. Travis Kelsey got a new deal that gives him more money next year as opposed to in the future. Ian Rapport said it's because Travis Kelsey is grossly underpaid, and they want him to do right by their guy. I appreciate Ian Rapport saying that. That ain't never been a fucking case in the NFL. Is that because you think future salary caps are planning for, and they have a little extra money? 
money this year, so let's go ahead and do right by our guy this year because in the future we might be fucked? And is that how you view every deal like this because you've been there, done that, just like me and AJ probably do anytime we see something like this happen? The way I look at that is I think the Chiefs got good deals. Right after the Super Bowl, they did big deals for Pat Mahomes, of course, and Kelsey, and I thought those deals were pretty team-friendly. I, I honestly felt those teams are pretty, and now they catch up to him a couple years later. And Kelsey, you know, look at the wide receiver markets at twenty-five a year. This deal's way below that. I know he's not a wide receiver, uh, but best he's wide receiver in the NFL. Actually, he has getting the, stats like a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So they like we got to sweeten this. I think this was a compromise, Pat, between doing nothing and between tearing up the deal and giving them a whole new deal. They said, let's just throw three million from next year or the year after into this year they had the cap room throw it into this year make them happy for the short term but this is going to happen with Mahomes too you know the market's already passed him by and at some point I know he's saying all the good things he's a great team player but at some point they're going to have to adjust that, too. Andrew, every time you come on, I get smarter. I can't thank you enough. Let's make this happen on a more regular basis. That's on me, not on you. You're always so gracious with your time. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Brandt. Thank you. Pretty heated conversation there. This is like when Richard Sherman. Yes. Yeah. I think that's yep. the first time we got a chance to talk about it on this particular show. The internet was just cooking Sherman. Uh This guy's trash. He just negotiated his own deal, right? So every media member that has an agent, oh, every media member was now against Richard Sherman because he did his own deal and he didn't need an agent. So one bad thing happens, boom, you're basically just giving them fodder to go, hey, we can can go ahead and let lead on on the guy that thinks he doesn't need an agent, right? I mean, we can kind of do that. And they did. And then we got on here like, what if he's working on a new fucking get off? Like, what if he's working on a new, what if he's working on a new technique that is as little as him putting his right foot down first, as opposed to his left foot down first, which is what practice is for. And then obviously Richard Sherman would go on to become still a great football player. Still a bunch of things after this thing is shown. But that is the thing I always think back to whenever I'm like, Oh, yeah, remember the first time we lost our minds when people were judging a practice rep? Oh, this guy's fucking garbage. It's like, what if he's actually getting better in trying? Because he's not scared. Going back to the Richard Sermon situation, Kyle Shanahan, I think that he talked about the next day in their team meeting, he showed the clip. I think Richard got beat deep in one-on-ones or a team drill yep. or whatever. And he said, like, hey, no, this we need to praise this dude. He actually isn't scared to make a mistake. and get. He isn't scared to get beat deep because we know if the media is there, if fans are there, no one wants to get beat deep. They're going to give him way too much of a cushion a lot of times just so it doesn't look bad publicly, but you could be screwing your team over. So Richard had the balls to actually get beat deep in practice, and I think Shanahan showed it to the rest of the team. He's like, hey, this is practice. Let's work on what we need to do. Let's try to get better. Let's not be scared of having a bad rep in front of things that don't matter. But um, none of it matters. You know, the second camp is over, it's forgotten. Nothing matters. Boom. Okay. In the moment, it is reacted to, but then it's moved on. But that's like... When I was young, trying to figure out and learn how to punt, it felt like every single punt that I did in one of those public practices was like me like proving to the yeah. fans that, because Hunter Smith was beloved here. So then I got, you know, once I learned how to punt and I was pretty fucking good, then I got comfortable like working on stuff. And it's yeah. like, hey, this ball might go 15 yards here in front of this full stadium here that we have at training camp. And it's like, you got to get to a point where, you know, you can be willing to have that be on film. Because not only – the fans aren't the only ones seeing it. I mean, the coaches are seeing you get cooked. I might not know you personally. Uh, the internet's obviously seeing it. The media's seeing it. And it's like, well, I, I literally was just trying to do something that I'd never done before. I just want to get – is this practice or – no. It's like, no, every fucking rep is a game rep. 
you need to be at your all-time high at all times. It's like that's not the right way to look at practice, I don't think, especially for the veterans, especially yeah. for the guys who are just trying to get better out there. Sherman hit every single one of his incentives last year, or that year, didn't he? And then yeah. he went to the Pro Bowl, and then people Yeah, and his contract was, oh, incentive-based. Yeah. So, betting yeah. on himself. Well, and all that stuff is true, but like when you look at the Steelers one, like to me, competition over. You found your guy. Amazing. Three. Four four on third down. Yeah. You well, know, because of the money downs. Yep. To well, me, this screams trade value through the roof. Everybody is watching what Mason's doing out there. Teams clamoring for what? QB. For they're going to be looking at Mason and they're going to say, we want Kenny. that guy on our team. He's they, lightening up this early. Let's Kenny? go. Are they trading trade for Kenny? Trade are they trading Kenny or? No, Mitch. And by Mitch, I mean Mitch. trade Mitch. Oh, so, trade so, Mitch. Getting rid of Mitch. Okay. so Mitch, you're getting rid of Mitch. So Pittsburgh's already Mason. thinking about doing Mason. Trade. You heard me. You heard me. Does he make ten a year? Mason, Mitch, Mitch, eight. I think is it eight? Someone going to pay eight a year to bring Mitch in? I think it's a lot less than that. Maybe it's two years, eight million. Yeah. Hey, look for the Carolina Panthers to maybe bring in Mitch, Mason, and Kenny. <laughs> yeah, they can get their hands on. Yeah. They'll do that. The players thing. decide. Don't the players make a decision, too? Isn't that what Rule said? Yeah, yeah exactly. they love Mason. How about um, I learned a lot about some people on the internet, you know, and this, I forgot about cool. this thing happening whenever it comes football season. I just feel like when somebody sees a clear up-down, you oh, know, no. an up-down – <laughs> and they call it a burpee, I go, okay. All right, so you were never around sports, probably in the military, maybe in we're uh, CrossFit, CrossFit, CrossFit yeah. which honorable, respect, hard workouts, incredibly admirable life, I get that. But when a football team does an up-down and somebody says, oh, they're doing burpees out there, I'm like, oh, oh you've never been around football. <laughs> you know, if it's up-down since like the very beginning of this entire thing. And by the way, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. I don't think that at all. I'm just saying we all naturally learn about you mm. quickly. You know, it's either like, yeah. thank you for your service or you do great work in that box on a corner down there where you're crossing. <laughs> yes. You know, so it's one or the other immediately happening. The MCDC-led oh. up-downs out of Detroit Lions training camp, day one, with Kelvin Shepard, former uh, linebacker for the Colts, the Bills, the Dolphins. He's also a coach up there. I think Antoine Randall is to his right uh -huh. former player, and they're all doing up-downs. Really made some waves on the internet this morning, and this is exactly what MCDC is trying to do. Set a fucking tone. Chop him! Hit! Hit! They did a lot. I would like to say, if you look on the left side of the screen, it's number 50 right here next to me. That fucker's cut. Just know <laughs> that guy's going to get cut. Pause the screen. Pause, pause, pause. Can we pause? That guy with the highest head right there on the left line. I have a good funny feeling uh -huh. that there is some sort of video that is going to be shown of these up-downs. Yep. And 50 is not going to be shown in good light. <laughs> 50, I, I, we actually had to Google who it is, fifth-year player out of Alabama. Last year he was hurt. I think he's a special teamer. Being in his fifth year, his men is going to be higher. The fact that he has by far the worst up-downs out of everybody on the field, including knee surgery ass having Antoine Randall and MCDC uh -huh. and Shepard in them, I assume – this guy's not going to make the team. Nope. I, I just, I am assuming that's the case. But how, did you do up-downs a lot in training camp? Look at that guy, AJ. That guy fucking a ground. Oh, no. He's not even lifting his head up. Not too. even lifting his head up. He's 
Yeah, he's not making it deep. Oh, no. Can, oh, that no. Guy's chest, just you got to hit your chest on the ground. Uh, well, you got to get your head up, too, and then your chest. I mean, he's working hard. That yeah. guy is gone. Jeez. That's what I got from this video. By Everybody's like, look at MCDC yeah. got his wrist taped and all that. I'm like, look at how miserable the players are. Oh, there's a guy that's not going to make the team. <laughs> that's literally what I saw. Yeah, the browsers might scoop him up after that performance. Yeah. He did long pipe that thing. Wasn't he? Uh-huh. <laughs> he was, wasn't he? He was long stroking that thing. Oh, it's always a punishment. The up downs are always a punishment. Yeah, it's never the, hey, let's have a good day. Yeah. Chapo. <laughs> Warm up. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Everybody's miserable. Everybody's fucking miserable. First practice. Every up, yeah, first practice. Let's Get them chopping. That's the, the last thing you want to hear. Get them chopping. Yeah. Normally at that stage of practice, I have my shoes untied already. All right. I've already been down for 35, 40 minutes. <laughs> and walking yeah. around. Everybody start chopping them. Oh, let's go to the indoor so they don't see us. Back <laughs> away! All right. All right. My shoes aren't tied. Okay, here we go. And then I never want to be the guy that causes more, right? Never want to be the guy that causes more, even though I haven't done anything in 45 minutes. I'm definitely off. So you have to go all the way in. I felt good about my form. And I feel like if you don't, everybody knows, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you just got to go. It just, it's all, it's just effort. Just give a little bit more effort and you're going to look fine and you're going to continue about your day i'm wondering if that guy's on the team tonight honestly is he an injury or something he's uh, up last there year. right he had an injury yeah. last year but he's up yeah. i assume yeah, hey if you're on pup or you know if you're have any injuries you're out of the up downs you're out of the up downs <laughs> you, you, you can go off to the side there but that was not i mean is Damn that the new you. generation of up downs right nah. that that guy was doing <laughs> burpees like yeah that guy mm-hmm. that guy was doing burpees aj that ain't an up down right there i'm a, I'm bummed for him, but I do Can you like show him. us the difference? No, no, no. I got good <laughs> shoes on. Good shoes on right now. Good shoes on. He's yeah. lucky the coaches see. were doing them, too. Right. I assume he would have got called out. Well, fresh white shell tops got a little gold. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. These shoes, very uncomfortable. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah my, yeah, my feet just slide into the end, so the toes are just always uh, getting ah. in them. But they look cool. I mean, they're classics. Yeah, they're sweet. Always going to do their thing. Did you tell Usman you were unhappy you couldn't talk to him? Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Yeah, jeez. No, I did not, actually. I, oh. when, how long was he on last time before it shut off? 12 minutes, maybe? Yeah. 13 yeah. minutes? Oh, okay. I do get chatty. I mean, what do you want me to do? I got lost. <laughs> yeah. Plus, it's your he, show. He's you a should. dog. Well, I mean, I'm also very fucking chatty, though. So, I mean, what do you want from me? I think you're in the right profession. I'm sorry, Usman. Fuck. Yeah. You did him a solid, though, because he didn't know AJ's name. Yeah. No chance. Yeah. No idea. Kept calling him you. So. What if, so, <laughs> I wish I should have. What if I would have just called you wrong? Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. <laughs> yeah, should have. And, and Honestly. Just, do, hey, next time, do that. And him give like such a good motivational speech and then call you Mike at the end of it. Right, We'd Mike? have that clip forever. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Please do. I, I, and you have to use Mike, too. It has to be Mike Hawk. So please do that next time. <laughs> yeah, that was like yesterday. Someone was talking about football. Yeah. You know, you Pat. know, Pat. That's the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't AJ. That's the first time ever somebody was going, Pat, you, you know. said that. Was, you uh, said something to me right when Yeah, you fuck off, AJ. Yeah. While the guy was speaking, I had to get in there. That was awesome. It felt good. It was a good moment for me. Dansby was Dansby. Dansby, yeah. Dansby Swartz. Yeah. Did you Yo, see man. the night he had last night? Dude made a play. I didn't see the night. I saw you what you posted. He made a play. Three for three and fucking obviously. Sorry about it. Da-da-da. Sorry about it. Da-da-da. I mean, it was unbelievable. He, he had dirt all over him, too. He had to slide somewhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, fucking God. Are the Braves going to be able to keep him? Um, if they have the money. If they're, if his agent tells him they made an offer, right? I guess that's yeah, true. He's going to get, what, $300 million? How Actually, much is he going to get? Probably. 
How much will he get? What? What's the market for a shortstop? Small star. He's not getting three hundred million dollars. He might one fifty, maybe. What's your problem? Okay. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, I, I do. Are you an agent in the MLB? Well, I've seen the guy's stats, and I know what you know people are going for. He's a good player. First time All Star this year, but he, he ain't getting Aaron Judge money. I'll tell you that much. Oh, Aaron Judge getting three hundred million. Five hundred. He's gonna get four hundred and fifty million. He'll probably get. He's getting like ten million a for year who? this year. He'll probably get Yankees here. Twenty million a year. Now? Twenty-five. So we get a ten-year, two hundred million-dollar deal. Yeah. Let's go, Dansby. Fully guaranteed, right? Fully oh yeah. You, you know it, man. With the Pittsburgh Pirates. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, you guys are shipping O'Neill Cruz out already. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, we'll take him. You got him. Guy hits one fifteen. Deal. <laughs> you fucking need him. Deal. Yeah. You guys suck. We're selling everybody right now. Yeah, you guys suck. You're you're like us. Is it worse for you because you had expectations of your team being good and now you're the Pirates? Is that worse or is it us worse for us never having a team? It's much better just because I don't have to act like I care about baseball and I can just already put that season behind me and go on to football season. Uh, but no, it's a bummer. I feel bad for people who care about it. I may or may not have been talking to somebody else from your area, maybe even your same exact high school. Sure. Who has the same arrogance about Boston sports. Sure, sure. And he gave that same line, I don't even like, and said yeah. the sport. And then he went on a full promo about the sport. And it talks about how many banners there was in the fucking arena. Yeah. You can. And he's like, it's hard. It's hard. Greatness everywhere. I don't even like hockey, but I have to watch because they're in the fucking championship. What do you want from me? I'm like, relax, dude, okay? You fucking assholes up here. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know how many banners there are. But, I, you know, the Celtics just went to the NBA Finals. That kind of. That's never happening again. That'll carry me. Well, and we're getting Kevin Durant, so it's probably going to happen again. Whoa, that, whoa. Isn't Boston, saying, yeah. isn't Boston mad at you for saying that you would like yeah. Kevin Durant? I was very surprised that a lot of people do not want Kevin Durant, but those people are marks, so did I don't you, care. Oh, jeez. AJ, did you hear that? Like, that's, that is no. a fun thing about this show. <laughs> like, we all kind of represent a group of people, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, Diggs represents the Italians in a poor fashion. Yeah. Mozzarella. I mean, in a very poor fashion. Diggs represents a couple different groups. Well, yeah. But Steelers fans normally. So when Diggs gives a statement about how the Steelers fans feel, if somebody or a group of Steelers fans disagree, he gets called a sellout fake coward. This guy doesn't know, right? Connor, same thing with Boston. Basically, all Boston sports. Mm-hmm. If Connor misses, Boston comes after Connor. This fucking guy living in Indiana too long. Yeah. He doesn't know. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Have somebody who has a real Boston mentality on the show. It's like, damn, I feel like Connor was batting 9.99 there for, <laughs> for a little oh, bit, yeah. but he might have missed on one. The Kevin Durant Celtics one came out of nowhere for me, too. I didn't know you were going to take heat for that. You I did. think that's like the one I can look back on and like really remember. I don't remember it happening. Why don't they want him? Can't, well, I've, Tom Brady. Say, Tom like, Brady. The Tom Brady situation. Brady too, but that was even more split. Like KD was 95 to 5% maybe on not wanting him and wanting him. But KD's one of those players uh, like reminds me kind of Rodgers. Like you either hate him or you love him. Although the amount of people that hate him is so much bigger because of all the shit that he does. You did not expect though for you I, to say not hey, at all. top three player on everybody's list coming to the Celtics would be awesome, especially if we keep Marcus Smart and Tatum. Yeah. That'd be a great time with the way they built that team around defense and everything. And then you were told, this guy doesn't fucking know. Keep him out of my... Keep that energy, Boston. Yeah, Boston. exactly. It was crazy. And they were acting like I said I hated Jalen Brown. I actually said in it, I love Jalen Brown, but Kevin Durant is so goddamn good at basketball, so we'll see what happens. But- Tom- Tommy Curran is the representative of Boston now in our eyes. Yeah. And this is what Tommy Curran tweeted. Coat. 
Whoa. Yeah. What? what? Serious I wishes he could have gone down to Tampa Bay and talk about Tampa Tom so bad. He has for the past three years. Do you know Tommy Kern's going to hear what you just said about yeah, him? So is Bo. And you know what? Sorry, boys. So Bo. Bo Kern's dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Bo. Sweet little beagle. Tommy Tommy Curran. No, can we pull the tweet up uh, that Tommy Curran put out about who's OC, who's not OC, who's running what, oh, yeah. and why it's happening. Tommy Curran, boots on the ground at training camp. Remember a couple years ago when Cam Newton was potentially the quarterback? Tommy Curran came on here when Connor was saying, we got Bill Belichick, we're still going to be good. Mm-hmm. Tommy Curran said, they're, they're not coming around the bend. They're not yeah. coming around the mountain when they come. Cavalry. This team stinks, he says. Connor, this is going to be a bad year. It was. Tommy Curran has not lied to us from training camp yet, I do not believe. Now, eyes on the team for the first time for this training camp. Tommy Curran probably is like 20th training camp. Oh, yeah. I, I think at least. I think he might be more mid-20s, even close to 30. Works for NBC Sports Boston. Tom E. Curran. This is what he's tweeting about the situation happening for the New England Patriots. I'm nearing, I don't give a fuck territory. On the play caller OCDC talk, Matt Patricia is going to call the plays and be acting offense coordinator, but not naming him allows Pat to let the Detroit Lions keep paying him through the end of his Lions contract 2022 this year. It means Patricia doesn't have to do weekly coordinator calls. Once again, Bill Belichick playing chess, not checkers, and Dan Orlovsky was worried about this uh, situation to begin with. Now, a defensive coordinator being the OC with Bill Belichick, who's a big-time defensive guy running the offense. We'll see how it goes, but of course... Of course, Bill Belichick's working the system, and we had to have known that all along. It, so, it, I didn't know this is a money thing, right? So he's able to keep being paid, but from Detroit. But if he was named the coordinator, he wasn't. Um, I don't know. Is he just an advisor? And it's good he didn't have to talk to the media then at all. Now the whole season, I guess that is nice. Yeah. And now everybody's going to do this. Yeah, this is everybody's just going to do. No this. coordinators left anywhere in the league then. So some places, I think they feel obligated to give the coordinator title because it's quite a boost in a resume so to potentially become a head coach. But just working with Bill Belichick is the same thing. Kind of. Yeah. You know, like, a, oh, yeah. Work yeah. with Bill Belichick. You're good. Like Saban, like, the college, like any coach that goes and works for Saban. Exactly. So, other organizations, other programs have to have like offense coordinator title, defense coordinator title for them to potentially get new jobs. Yeah. If you just work in New England, it's like, hey, their uh, fucking fourth guy on the defensive line is potentially going to be the head coach for what's his name? Uh, we don't know his name. He did work for Belichick 20 years, though. So everybody's like, all right, well, fucking bring him yeah. in. Bring, bring him in. An interview. Bring him in for an interview. That's kind of how it goes in New England. just operates differently up there. Yeah, it just happened with Gerard Mayo this offseason. He's like the inside linebackers coach, and he got head coaching uh, interviews at least this year. Matt Patricia, pseudo-acting offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots, is going to get paid his entire contract by the Detroit Lions. Calvin Johnson wasn't. Something wow. to think about. Wow. Something to think about. Listen, we Whoa. miss Foxy. I would definitely send him this clip if he's not watching. He's going through some heavy stuff with the family back in Michigan. But, like, that's something to think about. That's crazy. Something to think about, Fox. Yikes. Lions fans. Yikes. You guys are just being had, being got. And you're like, well, they tried, to pay. they tried to pay Calvin Johnson. They're not allowed to. They fucking are. They could, and they haven't. So oh. do it and release the curse so MCDC and the boys can go win some games on hard knocks. You oh, know yeah. what I mean, AJ? I guess, is Dan okay now, though, with has he settled on them not having titles no. and who's calling the plays and all of that? We no. haven't got his follow-up because at one point that was his number one worry in the entire NFL. Yeah, I think both. Yeah. He was on last week, right? Or was it Monday? He, we did just ask him about it, and he's still very, very worried about it. Really? I didn't remember that. Yeah. I mean, I would be more worried, no matter who the, what the title is, who has the title. I'm just 
would be more worried. Hey, we lost Josh McDaniels, who I believe is one of the greatest play callers in all of the league for sure. Hey, we haven't really been able to win since Tom left. That's another thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't deserve that. Well, I mean, it's real. I haven't won a playoff game since he left. So You haven't? No. Have you ever they have to be good. Have you ever won a playoff game? Me? Yeah. Of course. What you, <laughs> All sports. What are you talking about? Yeah. If one, uh, yeah, every sport I played in actually won a playoff game. I can't believe we lost down there in Clontown last year. Oh. Last yeah, game. what a joke. I took an L in Clontown. Yeah. That's yeah. how you just spoke right there. I haven't won a playoff game since blah, blah, blah. I haven't. Without that loss, though, you wouldn't have had Matt Ryan probably. Since I won the Super Bowl, I haven't. Matt Ryan, by the way? Okay, way to go. Matt Ryan, fucking astronaut. Navy yeah. Seal. Yeah, sure. Um, I like you putting the onus on the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if anything bad happens, we're going to blame you yes. for it. You should. And are you, you like a little worried that Matt Ryan couldn't get his old buddy Julio Jones to come to Indianapolis? That doesn't concern you at all? We don't know what they offered him. Uh, well, they got more Julio, cash face than the Buccaneers. Julio said that people offered him more money in other places. He won a win championship. He doesn't know who the fuck Shaquille Leonard is, though. No. That's true, but... Do you? Just, yeah, I know who Shaq Wait, Leonard who's is. who's Shaq Leonard? <laughs> more than... Mo- is that a draft Tony. pick from this year? No. Take a walk. Don't be disrespectful to Maniac. Tony. <laughs> oh, wait. You mean Darius? No. Tony. Shaquille. I'm confused. What's Can we call him Shaq? Or we have to say I don't know. I, I, we have not gotten the update. I am a massive Shaquille Leonard fan. Massive. Yeah. So wherever the fuck he, he wants to go by, me and him got a big season coming up. We're uh-huh. going down. You're right. We went down to Clontown last year. Uh-huh. We lost to Jacksonville, got knocked out of the playoffs. That coach just tweeted nice. happy birthday to Shaquille, and they had his name as Shaquille Leonard, so that's his name. Happy birthday, Shaq. Happy birthday, Shaq. Happy birthday, Shaq. Better be careful. His Wikipedia does say Shaquille Leonard, so I'm in. All right. AB changed his name once, and then things started to go haywire from there. To Ronald? No, Timothy. Call me Ronald. I don't remember Ronald. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Well, I remember awesome. Timothy, though. Yeah. Ronald. Mr. Big Chest, too. Yeah. Ronald, yeah. Ronald was best. awesome. Ronald Brown. How's his driver awesome. doing? It's, uh, Danny Jeez. Boy Hustlehart? Yeah. Danny Boy Hustlehart's still hustling over there. Is he on Shark Tank or something now, probably? No. He's on Instagram. Yeah. He was at Rolling Loud. He was the one yelling, do your dance, A.B. Do your dance in the background. I hope Danny Boy was in the That was so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I should have went to Rolling Loud and watched old buddy get... Walk off the stage too. I think everyone's doing it now. Too. Who? Kid Cudi, right? Didn't he leave the stage because yeah, people throwing, throwing stuff? I thought that was him. somewhere else. Oh no, I do remember there was not yeah, a good response Kid to Cudi, yeah. Kanye getting dropped off as the head uh, main event or headline, and then Kid Cudi going on there. A lot of people on the internet were like, "Kid Cudi," I'm like, "You guys are being very disrespectful to fucking Kid Cudi right now." Mm-hmm. And then it carried into the. I didn't know that carried into the festival. He yeah, yeah, out. he walked. Off he walked off the stage because they kept throwing shit up yeah. there at him. He said, "Throw one more piece of trash out here. I'll fucking leave. I actually will." And while he was saying it, so, someone threw more trash. <laughs> was he just sa- he was saving the earth. Or? Cuddy saw the um, he saw the internet reaction of a lot of bashing. And he was yeah. going in there. I ain't fucking. I'm out of here. Yeah. One disrespectful thing. I'm, I'm doing you guys a fucking favor. It's six days before and Kanye just drops out of this thing. Mm-hmm. And I got you assholes. Not, <laughs> yeah. How many songs did AB do? No respect. I only saw that one clip yeah. where he lit the place up. Yeah. yeah. Four. Put my shit on. Yeah. Put my shit on. He's already the best athlete turned rapper that we've ever had. Yeah, Whoa. Right? Shaq. Shaq Diesel. Yeah, come on. Probably give a little bit of a run for money. Deion Sanders, I think he had a number one hit, number top five hit, I think, mm-hmm. at one point. Dame Lillard. Cole Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> Cole Beasley. 
Cole Beasley's True. not bars. He yeah. does. Cole Beasley's not getting invited to any festivals, but I think if he was to go, he would hold his own. He fucking uh-huh. body bagged COVID. He, he did. Yeah. yeah, Roy Jones, you're right. Yeah. Can't be touched, can't be John Cena. We hot. True. Jow has a banger. What did you say, Con? Jow. What's it called? John Cena has a banger. <laughs> Mr. Situation so weird. Mr. John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> Mr. Cena. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a final thing. You say Mr. Beijing. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> oh, you That's where you were going. Just a son of a bitch. It's like holy shit! I didn't know he won that award that year. So <laughs> that's a real pageant they have. <laughs> Oh yeah! Walk personality test. Yeah, seen as winning it all. Winner, not just that city, by the way, or that country. (laughs) Every one of them, including America. Right. He pronounced Bin Laden dead. Uh huh. Yeah. To America, never forget it. Let's go to the phones. Train the guys. John Cena's been in bodybuilder shape for like twenty straight years. Dude. Yeah. I guess as a teenager he started doing that. He's been in bodybuilder shape since he's like thirteen years old, and I'm because I've met a couple people that knew him before right before i get into wwe and like let's say back when corbin wasn't an insufferable douchebag sure and we had a friendship you know that hopefully we'll be able to find again after saturday after i yeah knock his teeth out. teach him a lesson knock him back down are you fighting before brock when's brock fight yeah i'd assume brock and roman are gonna be the last fight i I was uh, seven years in the making is how that is wow. being built. I think that's going to go there. But at first time, like after Corbin had got to the WWE and we had chatted, I was like, what's Cena like? Is that guy just eating steroids in front of you guys all the time? And he's like, uh, no, he's been like that since he's like 13 years old. He just like, his body has always been just absolutely stacked. Built stacked. for it. And if you see, he went for 20 years like Every night, didn't get hurt. Feels like his muscles were... So lean, though. He's so lean throughout the whole time. I know one of the wrestlers was telling us, he's like, yeah, he's in good shape. He's like, I don't want to be in too good a shape because then if I look a little bit, if I have two pounds heavier, everyone says, oh, this guy's fat. He looks terrible. So he just stays in, like, pretty good shape. Yeah, if you're a six-pack and a body guy in the WWE and you go away and you come back and you don't have the body, you're like, oh, look at how fat this person's yeah. got. Yeah. Like, that's just how it is. Cena's just been strapped since he's 16. Goes away, comes back. Oh, he's more strapped somehow. Mm -hmm. He has to just work out all day, huh? That has to be an all-day thing. Big diet. I mean, I would imagine his diet is very, very clean, too. Twice. Well, once you keto or what? No, I mean, you go through basic and you go through Bud's training. (laughs) Like, it's that just, that's embedded in your DNA after that. I think he's Marine. There's no Bud's. No, yeah, I know. He went through basic for the Marines, and then after he fucking, what, had the most decorated Marine ever, yeah. he went to Bud's and... Just said I could try it? Yeah. 100 plus yeah. confirmed. Oh, oh, Terminal List. Oh, yeah. Well, it's you good. Start it. Oh, you're in? Holy fuck. Yeah, see, I knew Is that. Is it good? I heard it on Chris Don't Pratt. get caught downrange. Okay. I was up till 2 a.m. with that Is that one. good? That good. I didn't know it was an hour and seven minutes long. I started it at 11. And uh, wait, it's multiple episodes, eight episodes, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, seems like it's gonna be worth it. I mean, they don't fucking right into it. Oh, yeah, hey, so you're back on Chris Pratt, to be clear, was never on to begin with. So, this is my first introduction to Chris Pratt, kind of as a as a as as opposed to Jurassic World Dominion. What the fuck was that? That was that was a travesty, is what that was, train wreck, I'd say, especially for how I felt about Chris Pratt. And two, I didn't know about Chris Pratt. Other than Jurassic World Dominion, say some terrible things about Jurassic World Dominion. 
see Chris Pratt in person, have to think to myself, yeah, if we had to, I think, you know. Yeah. Had to do a lot of that with, you know, <laughs> if, if we had to, I think I'd be able to handle myself. I'd be okay. After watching uh, Terminalist, I'm fucking massive Chris Pratt. Yeah, here we go. Massive Chris. And I don't know if I could have, by the way. Yeah. I think I might have. As I had that neck brace on at the UFC thing, and I'm looking at him, I'm like, if this guy really hates me and we got to really scrap here, <laughs> like, am I good? And I said, yeah, I'm fucking good. I'm, I'm in a good spot. I'm very comfortable right now. I, I'm happy I didn't see Terminalist before that because I think I would have been a little bit of... Nervous? Oh my god, this guy's a fucking killer. Yeah. This guy is an absolute bat. I also watch. It's really good, AJ. It's fucking really, really, really good and needed. I think, like for society, I think it's something that's okay. needed. Wow, I'll, I'll check it out for yeah, sure. I'm, I heard that from other people too. I think so. It, it sheds a light on like what people are living right now. You know, that are in the military. Oh. Like I think better than mm. like people always talk about PTSD. Talk about PTSD. I think this is like a. Very, what is it about exactly? Like, how is he helping? Like, what is he doing? So, he's a commander, he was commander. Okay, so he had a crew, SEAL Team Seven, I believe, was his crew, his mm -hmm. team. Uh, terrible thing happens quick. I mean, like, by the way, not eh, something good, something. I mean, I, I did you finish the first episode? Yes, it's wasn't this written by a Navy SEAL? The one guy, yeah, yeah, it's all in the trailer, but yeah, there, there's like a covert op in Libya, they get bad intel, his entire team gets killed pretty much, and then he has to deal with that as a human going forward, and uh, like both the politics of it, yeah, the real everyday life of it, what he has to battle every time he fights. Oh, I'm in, I'm yeah. in, yeah. that's all I need. It's and really, really good. It's it spotlights, I think, PTSD like in a fashion that. I don't think it's ever been displayed in front of all of us like this. We always talk about it. We always go like, we got to get them help. Like everybody always says that. But then once you like watch what it potentially is like for a lot of people, it's like, oh, fuck. That has to be very difficult mm -hmm. to deal with. Mm -hmm. And then a bigger conspiracy kind of starts to unwrap from there on out. And Here we go. Let's just say he's got a list and he's checking it. Twice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Santa. I think Nate Boyer's in that as well. Yes. It was good. Is he? I mm -hmm. really enjoyed it. Chris Pratt's beard, kind of similar to how my beard grows. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that made me feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, just kind of like a little lower, mm -hmm. looser, not as good looking of a beard. But I liked it. It made it more relatable. Chris Pratt's a fucking badass. Thing, yeah, he is. I'm excited for it. He's, He's like a big hunter, outdoor guy, all that. Was he done? He just got done filming that whenever I seen him at UFC. Mm -hmm. Was he in Navy SEAL mode when I saw him? I no, thought, probably not. He's okay, been done with that it. for a while. Jesus, thank <laughs> God. What a misread by me. I've had a lot of those. <laughs> Literally, as I'm sitting there with a the neck brace, you know, I'm telling fucking Mr. H. You take this guy. Yeah, he's got three other projects in post-production already. So he's... So him and Miles right now. What, what's Miles got going on? Um, I think he had Just had those three things come out at the same time, pretty yeah. much. That's kind of what Chris got going on right now, too. It feels like those two, you know... Six months mm -hmm. on. Six months super off. in on everything there. Miles is filming uh, Ark in the Aardvark right now. Oh, no. Let's go. What is that? <laughs> oh, he's just a voice. He's just a voice. Yeah, it's an oh, animated okay. film. All right, all right, all right. All right. Okay, that's good. It's good. It's like good. superhero life pets thing. I was thinking... And he's got two things in pre-production. So, Miles is, you know, he's relaxing right now, it feels like. Miles is the guy over there, but Chris mm -hmm. Pratt probably going to make a... Probably gonna make an effort at it. You gonna you gonna invite Miles onto the show ever, AJ? Yeah, he should come on the show. Honestly, let's do it. I think he would do well on this show after talking to him for a few yeah, days. Yeah, let's do it. I think we should. All right, why don't you text him? Here we go. Okay. I have his phone number now too. No big deal. Whoa, Ooh. you can text him. Nah, I'm not gonna. We need to no get Chris deal. on as well because I need to know what his accent is gonna be. He's doing the voice of Mario, so I need to. Uh, Chris yeah. Pratt's doing Mario. Yeah, yeah, he's Mario. People are pissed. They're not happy. What if oh, he goes no. up? Ah, 
what if that is that every is, single line? Who's got the pasta and the pipes for me to jump into? What if that's what Chris Pratt? I would need to see his genealogy report to see if that was okay or not. Some massive chances. I just said all the Italians that are watching that were offended by what Diggs said earlier today. I am 0.01% Italian. I have a pinky ring on. Get off my fucking back. But if Chris Pratt's audition was. That's fucked up. He got the job. Yeah. 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 And I'm assuming that's not what he did. I'm assuming that's not what he did. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Just, especially if like Disney's making a, a movie. They don't fucking care. Is Coppola directing the Mario and Luigi Let movie? Me see. Or? I, don't, I don't believe so. <laughs> Who's Coppola? Uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, you piece of, of shit. Yeah. Take a seat, pal. Take a lap. Dude, take Jeez. a fucking lap. I don't know any of these people. We've been doing this for a Feels little like bit. Feels like a couple fucking. Mario and Luigi. Fucking. You don't know who Mario and Luigi are? I know who they are. Coppola, the guy who acted like Coppola was related to Nicolas Cage. Are you Nicolas okay? Cage's last name is Coppola. What? Oh, that narrows it down. Yeah. Francis Ford Coppola is yeah. Nicolas Cage's uncle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course it is. Yep. Francis Coppola is, uh, well, he's have a great wine and loves wine. Mm, sure. This guy fucking loves wine. Oh, I've had that one. His palate, yeah. His palate is maybe the most sophisticated in the history of palates, this fucking guy. Also, the fucking mm. director of Godfather. Oh, of course. That's Don't what I was going to say. A lot of other stuff, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Godfather 2. Like, what? Godfather yeah. 3. His niece. Yes. Boom. His niece is a big time director, too. This guy's just plugged into the... I didn't know he's just plugged into Hollywood. Nicholas Cage is fucking a paisan. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were actually... How Ky- come he's not called... Kyle Brandt was yeah. actually talking about... Cagellini. Cagellini. On good <laughs> It's Coppola. Why, why is Nicholas he- Cage... He hates being Italian like you wow. do? Wow. Well, no, I think he wanted to no. differentiate. He wanted to separate himself. Yes, like he correct. wouldn't be his own guy. Hey, I would like to be Nicholas Cage. Cage Vecchio. <laughs> oh Can't believe do that. That's actually not insulting at all. That's actually a pretty good name. Yeah, that would have been sick. Digiguio. You grew up next. What? Whoa. Well, How do you spell it? your last name, Dig? Say it again. Digiguio. <laughs> that's a better name. Hey, that's better. Coach Digiguio. Coach Digiguio. That's how do you spell it, Diggs? Don't worry about it. I'll text you. No, I don't know anybody's name on the show. It's just it's like a running thing. I don't know any of your names. You know my name? You don't know Con Con, Con Man. Man. Okay, so you know Evie, not here. Yeah. You know ZD, obviously. No, definitely don't know anything about Z. Well, neither do we. Hell yeah! I'll show you my license. <laughs> I'll show you my license at the uh, Buckeye Bash that you're throwing this year. Oh yeah, that's okay. right. Sounds All good. of our invitations got lost in the mail yeah. again this year. What? Got a table? I heard. Oh, that's, that's a shame. What? Come on down, guys. You oh, got a table? That's not no, official. I'm not taking that one. I wish we could house you, but you can come. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if me and uh, my wife are gonna be able to make this. Thought I was staying with Pistol. <laughs> Chopper. He lives about an hour and a half away. Okay. <laughs> He'll take it. Hey, fourth and um, third and long, fourth and goal foundation. Third and goal, Brady's thing? What is it? We're punting. What is his thing? The bush third and goal was Brady. Is it third and goal or third and long? Third and goal. I don't know if that's a good name. I, I mean, I don't want to. I trust and respect Brady Quinn and everything about him. Right. And he said that that's an important down. Okay. It is. Third and goal is certainly a very important. Fourth and goal, I think a little bit more important. Yeah, that's probably the yeah. one. That would have been perfect. Probably taken already, right? Yeah. Fourth and long is definitely taken. That's for some special teams group. Maybe it's third and goal because it's like 
you know, you're kicking a field goal on fourth down. This is the last down to get a touchdown. Money down. Third down. Money down. We don't want stupid field goal no. operation out here. I mean, we just saw Mason Rudolph four for four on third down. It's the most important down. What's That's the, why it's Well, it's the money down. Four. It is the money down yeah. in the red zone. I mean, in goal line. So it's money and money. Uh-huh. All right. I take back everything I said, Brady. He's got something going on. I saw Chopper giving a speech. Does this guy give speeches and everything? And how come he didn't give a speech at your little cold event? Uh, Chopper, well, no, Brady has his charity golf thing that's coming up in August, and it Let's started go. Go. Third Everyone goal. there does. Yeah, third and goal. It's in Columbus. He comes in town for it. It's August. I don't know the date exactly this year, but, yeah, Chopper starts the whole thing off. Everyone does a shot of Jameson to start it, and Chopper gives a toast. Okay, so that's worthy of going to begin with, let yeah. alone help. I think Bill Helms, right, for military vets and stuff? Yeah, guys, people that come back, yeah, that have to, like, retrofit their house that got, you know, that you've got their you know leg blown off or something happened, they go and they widen their hallways and build bathrooms they can roll into and all that stuff. That's awesome. Sweet. Third and goal foundation. That's money down in a money situation. Brady Quinn's running that. And then your cult event. When, you have your cult event going on. Is that open to the public or are tickets already sold? No, it's already pretty much locked up with with people coming yeah, but yeah years. yeah of course years, yeah. Yeah. Right. this is like uh Absolutely. this is like tickets to lambo or yeah, the yeah. tickets to acrisure yeah sure yeah, i'm you know so I mean? pumped for this too didn't you say tom brenneman's mc in this year oh yeah right. tom right. well marty his father is a legend <laughs> all right yeah well he raised a real piece of work <laughs> <laughs> That's your problem. <laughs> I'm serious. All right, let's answer a phone call and get the fuck out of here. Let's get a Jay Dyer in Pittsburgh. Jay, what's going on? Hey, Pat, boys, AJ, what's going on, everyone? Hey, what's going on, Joe? Not much, not much. Uh, I just wanted to ask, I'm seeing it on FanDuel that the Steelers are ranked at the bottom of the division to win uh, oh. the AFC. Uh, I know, I know. Everyone's down the Steelers. Down. What do you guys think? Uh, you think we're going to see a reincarnation of the Steel Curtain with Brian Flores and the rest of the Steelers' defense? Joey, you ain't got a fucking quarterback, Joey. We don't need a quarterback. Hell yeah. All right, I like Joe. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you got bad odds, it's a good time to bet. Pittsburgh Steelers plus 950 to win the AFC North. That's changed. That's huge. Those yeah. are great odds. Love That's that. great money. If you have faith, Joey, fuck how FanDuel feels. Go ahead and get your cash from that. Now, with that being said, Joey Burrow said he thought he had a stomach ache. Turned out to be appendicitis. Mm-hmm. Had an append- uh, appendectomy. Appendectomy. Got his appendix, uh, appendix removed. He'll be out for a few weeks. Steelers and Bengals play opening week, I believe. Browns, don't know who's going to be quarterback there. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, obviously going to be much better than last year because they won't be bitten by the injury bug as much as they were last year. Plus 950 sounds like a pretty reasonable bet if you're a Yinzer, and that might be what FanDuel's trying to do to you too, Joey. Yeah, I don't see a reason why not. A few years ago, they picked them to finish last, I believe, and they no, because the Bengals would finish last third, and they won the division. So, I mean, it's happened before. Why not do it again? Plus 950 is good odds. Great odds. Last year, the Bengals were last. Mike Tom. Tomlin's the fucking yes. coach of a team yeah. that is currently at plus 950 to win the division. That that sounds surprising yeah. to me. The division? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, I, that's a safe little bet. I think someone could throw some money on. There's one oh, yeah. team I'm worried about. Shout out to Joey, by the way, for bringing this up. But there is, you guys don't have a fucking quarterback. No. Cincinnati Bengals is the only one I'm worried about. The appendicitis, I know we're kind of just talking it off as if it's nothing. Maybe they get off to a slow start. Could. I don't think they will because they 
bring back their core and add to it. And Joey Burrow's fucking Joey Burrow, so he's going to be able to get mental reps just like he was able to do when he was hurt off his ACL his rookie year and came back even better. But maybe there's a little bit of a slow start and maybe some things start clicking on the offense side of the ball that they don't have to rely upon, you know, five-yard outs every single time they're yes. able to open that thing up with Canada. Maybe the Steelers are able to do maybe. it. Maybe. And, you know, if Bengals, Jesse Bates is holding out, you know, they go to the Super Bowl. Maybe they maybe they get a little fat and happy over the offseason. They didn't work out. They didn't do the extra fucking work this offseason. Maybe they come out slow. Who knows? What, if, what about the Browns? They lose Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I'm think? not worried about the Browns. Never worried about the Browns. Wow. What if Big Ben signs with the Browns? We've been pushing yeah. that for the oh, last yeah. couple of days. Very likely. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. been pushing that around here pretty good because he said, you know, what? still can sling it. Mm-hmm. You know. Ohio guy. Yeah. In what world would that happen? What? Ben signed with Browns. Well, maybe the Browns need like, I don't know, six to nine games where they don't have a starter. Yeah. It's like, hey, who's somebody that knows the NFL defenses who can just get us through some games? <laughs> we got two running backs. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're just going to hand this fucker off and then hit a couple little outs real quick. Mari Cooper's going to get open for you. Yeah. Hey, come on, Ben. We'll give you $10 million for six games. Please. Don Jacoby was named the starter today. Okay. That's because they couldn't. They're still negotiating with Ben. That's that right. sucks. He wouldn't do that. He still lives in the city. He would have He's to from a northern part of Ohio. He's not too far from there. He That's still right. lives in Pittsburgh. He would have to move, and his family would be ostracized. He's not going to do that to his family. <laughs> Where in Pittsburgh? But in Ohio, he back in his hometown, he'd be king. Yeah, let's go home. He could probably commute. I think the only way the Browns could make their situation worse is to bring in another quarterback accused Dude. of All right. He's retired. All right. All right. Still yeah. accused? Right. What's Jeez. your problem? Holy shit. Uh, Speaking of, though... Uh, Dan Snyder is tomorrow. He speaks in front of the house tomorrow. On a Zoom call on his boat? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the internet will work for him. What if he's using what if he's using the two-story IMAX theater on his yacht as the Zoom call? What if he's sitting in the theater? What if they get a shot and it's a wide shot, oh. him in a 20-seat theater, and they even cut to the back sometimes, and it's the big thing, and you got the Mr. Snyder. Do you think this is a proper usage of taxpayer money <laughs> to be talking to you today? Are you talking to me? That's what Goodell did. We ain't going to get shit from this, right? No, no. No way. Unless, I mean, Snyder is dumb enough. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a waitress comes by topless or something during this thing and it kind of just reinforces what they're there to talk yeah. about. Oh, oh. damn. Right. Okay. <laughs> He's got the cheerleader poster hanging yeah, in the exactly. background. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's go to Kyle in Staten Island on a 5 Energy phone line. Go to 5 Use promo code McAfee to receive 10% off your order. Kyle in Staten Island, what's going on, pal? Hey, Pat, boys, what's going on? How's it going? Hey, not too bad. I don't want to sound like a disrespectful prick, but I don't think I've ever spoke to anybody from Staten Island. That's where all the trash goes. Why do you guys get buried so much? Pete Davidson. You know what? I mean, like, there's not too much to do around here in Staten Island, but, like, I'm not the type to shit on my hometown. So, like, you know, I I appreciate it for what it is, but it's not the best borough. What's the coolest part about Staten Island? Pete Davidson. The water. Um... I guess I'd say probably like the the parks. I guess. All right. Nice. All right. Saw some good ones. Got parks. Good parks. Great. Pete Davidson. Uh-huh. Good yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah. This guy sounds like a fucking Wu-Tang legend. Clan. Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Okay. Angelina from Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> uh, Kyle, what do you want to talk? Kyle, what do you want to talk about from the home of Angelina on uh, Jersey Shore, Staten Island? <laughs> Uh, I honestly want to take it to uh, to Maryland to oh, the yeah. most hated quarterback uh, in the NFL, Lamar Jackson. 
because I'm tired of the disrespect and everything, especially these top 10 QB lists that come out. I don't know how Dak Herbert and Joe Burrow are above Lamar. It's crazy to me. Joe Burrow's confusing to you? Joe Burrow is just because, I mean, like, you know, this is what his like second year, his 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 second like he had he he didn't even play a full year because of his injury, you know. So I don't know if it's fair to put, you know, a guy who hasn't even done, you know, like Lamar maybe hasn't performed well in the playoffs. Like I could see you putting Josh Allen above him. I don't know about Burrow though. Burrow. It's too early for me to put him above Lamar. All right, got you. Thank you, Kyle, for the call from um, the home of the Wu-Tang Clan. That's right. right. Staten Island, uh, New York. You know, it's it always seems to be probably similar people that don't like Lamar, right? Yeah. It's like Who? people that just think that the quarterback has to be a pocket passer, has to be mm-hmm. able to cerebrally read the defense, break things apart. Yeah, he's athletic, you know, but he can't do what – insert name of quarterback who can't do one-tenth of what Lamar can do on his feet. I just think that's a that's a clash of styles that people have. And the old football guys that continue to say bad things about Lamar Jackson's style of play, I don't think you're ever going to get them to agree to it, by the way. I don't think you're ever going to get them to come around. But I am very thankful and lucky that we are a show and fans of the NFL in the Lamar Jackson era. This fucking guy is awesome to watch. And if they can continue to go, they got a playoff win. They're moving forward. He's about to get paid. Maybe he he's able to get the Ravens back in the Super Bowl contention, and that will shut everybody up, or no, you think? If he wins the Super Bowl, it will finally shut people up. Yeah, but I think it's like the generation. Can you do it again? Can you do it the again? The old Stooges. Old Stooges see a guy that, no, oh, this doesn't look like, this doesn't look like a six-foot-six pocket passer that will stand there and, you know, hit his third step and get rid of the ball. Like They feel like they, they have a vision of what an NFL quarterback is. And when anyone like challenges that, they feel like, oh, it's just a matter of time before that guy's garbage. And you're never going to get them to change. Like, no, so we, there's no reason to even like argue with them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We need to realize that more in the world. Yeah. So, so I, you hear I'm somebody say that. something that you don't agree with, you know, instead of just reason and logic, I think sometimes people just got thrown in the towel and be like, oh, this motherfucker ain't never going to change the way mm-hmm. they think. Yep. We should move on to the subject or I'm going to end up hating this person forever. But that's just, you know, some people, it's tough to change minds, especially with people that are old and successful. If people are old and successful and they've seen something work for a long, long time, acting as if something brand new is going to be something that they are going to like and take on to, it's like you're expecting a lot from people, I think. You know, you're expecting yeah. a lot. It's probably like when kids play like newer music for their parents. They're instantly going to be turned on. Oh, this is garbage. This isn't what I'm used to. There's no no talent behind this. All that stuff. There's also a whole nostalgia factor in there. Like your greatest times happen. What's going on then? You're always yeah. going to have that in higher regard than anything else in the future. That's why I think there's always a mm-hmm. generational music disparity. Because whenever I was going through high school and college, and my I was having a fucking great time, and I was young. Here's the music that was out when that was happening. So not only does it sound better than the shit you're listening to, it make more sense than what you're fucking listening to. It also brings back memories of good times. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's like always going to be something. Could take your place with the quarterback thing as well. The most success I've ever had in the NFL, I've been in the NFL 50 years, is when you got a guy that can do this, this, and this, and this is how I view football. Like, we just need not worry about that anymore and just understand those motherfuckers ain't never going to change either. We just got to kind of phase them out at some point, which is inevitably going to happen because that's how father time works. Do you think it's kind of also has to do with the fact that Josh Allen has progressively gotten like unbelievably better at throwing every year and i don't know the stats to a t but like there hasn't been a massive improvement from lamar jackson in his past game really 
I mean, Josh Allen went from scrambling a lot his rookie year and jumping over people, and they didn't make the playoffs to, like, what, one of the best passers in the NFL? I assume there's some – I acknowledge what you're saying about Josh Allen yeah. getting much better, and he had those lasers on him. Mm-hmm. He said his hips weren't lining up with his elbows like a golf swing, and he became much better. They also brought him in Stephon Diggs, which probably helps a little bit of uh, the percentages stuff. I assume there's stats that Lamar Jackson, and if he's presenting a case, would say, uh, got more efficient at this, better at this, better at this over the years. If he's going the opposite direction, then yeah. you know he's giving everybody else a lot of a lot of ammunition to basically attack him for it. But I don't know if it, if it has. That's a great point. I yeah, I don't know is. if he's gone the opposite direction or if he's, he's gotten more same. accurate. He's, had, he's completed more passes because early it was just like the hey, if, if he shot if he doesn't have somebody open, yeah, he's either going to shot put one downfield or he's going to try to run for a first down. He's also not a flash in the pan though. Like he. He won an MVP yeah. already, and it's not won like, a playoff game. Mm-hmm. One MVP, right? Like so. Yeah. To your point, like if people don't like him, I don't. I don't know if winning a Super Bowl is doing. And then you look at who Baltimore's won Super Bowls with Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco, like these big, tall, white guys. It kind of <laughs> goes against what Lamar does. Yeah. Wow. By the way, yeah. if you can get Lamar, you get Lamar. Just want to let everybody out there know. They're not supporting him, too. Including these defensive coordinators that are anonymously talking shit about Lamar Jackson, been around the NFL a long time. We'd assume they are old defense coordinators, been a long time. Go ahead and put them on a team that that fucking has a shit quarterback and then ask them, hey, would you like Lamar? Fuck, would love Lamar. Just like that. Boom, just like that they would do it. So we can't – we got to pay them no money. It was headlines. Oh, yeah. Like six different shows yesterday talking about this defense, anonymous defense coordinator that said this shit about Lamar in the athletic article. It's like, fuck this guy. Does this I mean, everybody has opinion. Like, just because it's someone's opinion, who cares? Like, we all have opinions. What's the, what's the matter? Well, he's a defense coordinator in the NFL. There's other people yeah. that want to be defense coordinators. Still a in the human, NFL. though. Like, Lamar. still a human that has biases and whatever. So, well, and I mean, we are also a group that does overreact a little bit. Remember, we were. We wanted Sando to roll over his information on who voted fucking Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes as tier two so that the fans of that team know that that person isn't representing the team that they are a fan of. That's right. Sando wouldn't tell us, AJ. Yeah, he's a dog. Well, he's not going to give up his sources. I like Sando a lot. He was good on our show. He was. He was really good. I didn't expect that at all. Writer, oh, this guy's going to suck. He was awesome. He was really (laughs) good. Yeah. Really, really. We should get him on more. We need to do away with the tier system, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. That's kind of Sando's bread and butter, though. Yeah, is he the Hanzus of the tier system? <laughs> yeah, I think he is, actually. We need more tiers, then. All right, Sando. <laughs> Fucking more tiers. Then. All right, let's get out of here. We all appreciate you so much for watching and listening. Um, there's just more shit to talk about tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan Snyder, baby. Let's and, see what he does. And then the next day, there's more shit to talk about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And the next day, and the next day, and the next day. Right. So this is awesome. We got five, six more months of football talk and football happenings. We are very lucky to be here. Thank you for spending your off season with us. The regular season is about to be good. Um, I guess I can break this news. Ah. Big breaking news tomorrow. Here we go. Let's ride. Right. Big breaking news tomorrow. Oh. There's a lot of breaking news coming. Just when do we do them? That's right. A lot of things have been happening in dark and are about to come to light. Ooh, a lot of conversations uh-oh. and networking and handshaking uh, yeah. and deciding what I'm going to do, what we're not going to do, where we're going to go, what we're not going to definitely ever agree to doing. Mm-hmm. That's all been happening. It's Can't been wait he- to hear. It's been heavy on my heart. I'm happy we're getting over it. <laughs> I'm happy we're getting past it. It's not easy. I think a lot of these things, I assume some business class will maybe teach it to you. But how, you know? No, not with what you're doing. Like, everything you're doing, no. No, there's no class for that. 
And I'm a dipshit, obviously. And I <laughs> fucking, you know, and the way I handle things by myself. And I like, I want me to speak for our company as opposed to somebody else that doesn't know our company. I would like to do it. So I want to hear what they're saying and what they're not saying. And when something gets presented, my first thought is, I ain't fucking doing that. And then I have to like, I owe our business me actually listening and thinking what the upside could be here. There's a reason that they pitched this. There has to be some sort of upside. And there's been a couple of times where it's like, nah, I ain't fucking doing that. And then I listen and I'm like, yeah, I ain't fucking doing it. That was a waste of, that was a waste of 45 minutes of my life right there. I shouldn't even listen to that. I don't have time. I wish I had more time. Talk to you next year, maybe. See you later. And then another one will come and I'll be like, that's fucking stupid. And then they lay it out. I'm like, all right, that's actually. I can see how that. All right, that's actually pretty smart. Thank you for doing that, as opposed yeah. to just you know, as soon as I told you bad idea, just kind of leaving, and you actually come back and explain what it is. I appreciate you taking the time. So there's a lot of that going on, and I'm intrigued to know like what I would have learned if I did have business chops uh, at all, other than Shark Tank. You know, I mean, you're living it. Like, that everything that anybody learns, it's on the job training. Like you could, you can have a, your your major in college can be whatever it is. Whenever you get your first real job, that's when you actually learn what you're doing. It's not, you're not going to lean on a whole, a whole lot of stuff you learned in college. Yeah, I can. Live reps. Well, I didn't learn anything in college. I mean, what are we talking about? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, didn't do, I, think maybe I attended only, no class. Maybe the only thing would have been terminology, but that's about it. Yeah, there is some shit that's in these legalese every once in a while. Oh, force majeure. Remember, we learned, force yeah. majeure, yeah. learned all about force majeure. That was a big deal. And now every motherfucker's learned about that to sign any contract ever anywhere. Nope. It's been fun, though. You know, kind of quite an evolution. I think. Nope. I'm not going to do it. I am not in a position to give advice to anybody. Nah. Nope. Let's get out of here. Breaking news coming tomorrow. Uh, hammer Don in about 15 minutes mm-hmm. at youtube.com forward slash hammer Don. Is Hammer Don up to something? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe. See so you guys Uh-oh. about 13, 14 uh, minutes on Hammer Down. We'll see you all tomorrow. We can't thank you enough. Cheers. Take care.